Live from Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet, on What's happening everybody and welcome to this, another episode of Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Off the back of a historic WrestleMania weekend, we are here 14 stories high in Glasgow talking all things WrestleMania weekend, so take over WrestleMania and Raw and Smackdown after Mania. I am your host this week, Stephen Wilson, and I am joined by a panel who have had various, various, uh, little sleep since Friday night, but they will do their best. Starting us off, we have the Iron Man. Of WrestleMania weekend after live tweeting pretty much every show that could be done by WWE. It's Ross McLeod. Alright man, how you doing? How's it going? Knackered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not surprised, not surprised, but all good otherwise. Aye, I'm not doing NXT live tweeting tonight, you can, you can stick that somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine, this is going to be all the stuff they put on before they went on live. So oh, fair enough, thank you. It, it, <laughs> it's fine. And to his right is a man filled with jealousy after being upstaged on Sunday by a 10-year-old kid with a better hairline. It's David Hockney, the modern-day Maharaja. Okay, that's a new low even for you, okay? That's... I think that's the first time my hairline's been insulted and... Yeah. Oh. You are... You are horrible. I don't even know why I still come here. In fairness, it's not encouraged. Dave, how's it going? Um... <laughs> I'm a little sleep-deprived and a little under the weather, but I'm absolutely fine. And so is my hairline. Didn't see that one coming to you. And moving away from David as uh, someone who has a bit more trust in end of show watermarks after the weekend. It is the bath bomb princess. It's Sarah Grief. Hi everybody. How's it going? Doing all right. Doing all right. Yes, and now I have. I can finally trust the watermark. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit touch and go at the end of WrestleMania, but I think. We were all good, which is good. And rounding off the panel, fresh from 6F5s, a bloodying of all bloodying, and a verbal beating from Samoa Joe. It's the Scottish big dog, it's Alan McLucas. Right, mate, how's it going? No bad, how's yourself? Recovering. <laughs> you pulled the Kevin Nash on us. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> And finally, to my right, he may have calmed down slightly after that intro from David. <laughs> it's the EP, it's Kwaku. What's up? What's happening? Not bad yourself? Yes, very good, very good. <laughs> we have had a fantastic WrestleMania weekend, I think it's fair to say, guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. We have done NXT, there's been WrestleMania, Raw and SmackDown, we've covered them all, Ross, mostly. <laughs> <laughs> Usually I'm gutted when about the Thursday after WrestleMania week that, oh god, doesn't he my wrestling talk? See you tomorrow. My phone's getting turned off. I'm not speaking to any of you people. <laughs> yeah, this will be the... This should be the off-season now, like for WWE, because, you know, they've just done so much in the space of a week, you know, they think they deserve a well-earned rest. Well, there is no such thing as an off-season, and we're not having one either. Good. As we're talking all things WrestleMania weekend, so take over, 
WrestleMania around those two events. Sadly, we're not got the time to talk about the Ring of Honor card, but for anybody who really wants to hear about it, Mr. Hockney is going to be doing a move-by-move analysis of Cody Rhodes and Kenny Omega after the show. Uh, wait, I, I didn't sign up for this. Sorry, I'll vote First you question, lost. who's Kenny Omega? <laughs> Cody Rhodes is that fella that used to tag with Goldust. I know exactly. <laughs> I know who they both are. What's wrong with you lot? This is... This is getting this is getting like raw after many a crowd level of abuse here. See, see, in fairness, we don't bully Dave often. It's just the fact that a couple of weeks ago, our host Stevie made a bit of a gaff on air, <laughs> and off air, David repeatedly reminded him of it. So Stevie's just take it on himself, eh? Bully him mercilessly. <laughs> I think it's actually we're even now. Uh, we don't bully. We support be a star over here. So. Just to clear up. <laughs> I, tend to go, I tend to go for an eye for an eye type motto, so... <laughs> when the slagging stops about Alan Jones, David, then your hairline is safe. <laughs> <laughs> well, when was the last time I mentioned it? Mm. Exactly. Uh, it's been a while. You're, prob- you're probably murmuring it to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, unfortunately not. Anyway, moving away from Dave temporarily, let's start talking about what happened over the weekend. Now, we're going to kick off on Saturday. No, not with Ring of Honor. We're going to talk about NXT TakeOver New Orleans. So, if you're listening and you want to comment on how WrestleMania or TakeOver went, uh, we are at Twitter, at Suplex Retweet, and Facebook as well, at Suplex Retweet. If you want to take a picture of yourself listening to us live, on Instagram as well, Suplex Retweet. Right. Except you, Scott. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, that poor man. Uh, Anyway, yeah, so we're going to go round the panel here and we're going to talk about our favourite moments of NXT TakeOver, which I think started off the weekend with a bang, I think it's fair to say. Uh, it's it's a, probably fitting that we start off with Ross, seeing as he tweeted pretty much most of it, and claimed to have done all the bad tweets. Oh uh, well, yeah, Nathan <laughs> Nathan took a lot. I'd done a bit of sneaky on Nathan. I said, do you want me to tweet the pre-show in matches two and four? Because I knew the ladder match would open, and I knew Gargano Champa would close. So I knew I could just relax and not have to tweet during it and, you know, get fatter as my waistline's getting bigger than Kane's at the minute. <laughs> <coughs> Don't so, let him hear you say that. <laughs> so Ross, what was your favourite moment of NXT TakeOver? New Orleans. Just because I was a bit more awake for it, I think the ladder match. I've rewatched Gargano Champa, but I, I was absolutely knackered at the time I was watching it, and to be honest, when I watched it again, I was pretty knackered. <laughs> but yeah, the ladder match, I just thought... Poor EC3 is probably regretting re-signing with WWE. He took the he took the brunt of the punishment. EC3 and Ricochet, I think it's fair to say. We've signed you boys because you've done well on TNA and the Indies, so we're going to have uh, Kelly and Dane and Lars Sullivan throw you from corner to corner. <laughs> uh, yeah, guys, uh, the ladder match uh, went on for a really long time for a ladder match. What for? Say went on for thirty, nearly thirty-two minutes. But most people are calling it probably the great one of the greatest ladder matches in recent times. What's your thoughts on it? No, I have to agree with Ross on this. I think I really enjoyed that ladder match because, well, largely I, the ladder match is probably one of my favourite favorite match types because of, you know, it's spot fest mania. And, but I think it's also the fact, you know, we were getting a, a new championship in and you've got six very talented guys who are all very credible at becoming champion. And yeah, I mean, it was a great opener for an overall great show. I mean, all of those guys put it out there. Everybody got... Uh, got their own little bit. Nobody looked too weak, but yeah, I think that's what you'd expect from Takeover. You know, a very sort of well-rounded roster that shows that you know they're all talented guys and they all deserve to win. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, a few busted open, a few bits of blood, I think, in that one. I mean, man, Alan, you lost a lot of blood on Sunday. I mean, can you, what was your thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've not actually seen TakeOver yet, but um, going by what I've read, the ladder match did look spectacular. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I'm planning to do tonight, actually. So I would recommend that ladder match, that's brilliant. Don't, don't alert your neighbours this time. They got to know it, it's good. I said they know it's good. To alert our uh, listeners to this, um, in a private message between Quacko and Alan, uh, Alan told Quacko that during WrestleMania, watching rewatch WrestleMania, uh, his neighbours came in and asked what was going on. <laughs> Do you it's get a long, long story. <laughs> Do you get along with your neighbours, Alan? I don't have a neighbour beside me. It was the neighbours above. It was more. <laughs> <laughs> Did you jump and touch the roof or something? <laughs> Quacky, you've been in my house, you know if I jump, I'll go through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the ladder match. Yeah, pretty much, I was very vocal. <laughs> yeah, the ladder match is good. Sarah, you you are a resident uh, big TakeOver fan, NXT fan in general. Did yeah. you think the ladder match was lived up to the hype? I loved it, I absolutely loved it. I mean, it just goes to show how crazy these guys actually are, because Velveteen Dream, do not do not know how high that ladder was <coughs> that he did that purple rainmaker from, but I'm pretty sure I nearly screamed. And uh, poor dad, I might have actually woken my dad up, but <laughs> I'm not too sure. I think I gave the dugs a fright as well. But oh, absolutely loved it. And it's just Ricochet saving himself, doing obviously a nice wee flip off the ladder. Could not could not have done it there. It was terrifying as well. That rainmaker, the ladder was shaking because it wasn't yeah. set up properly. Oh. <laughs> no, was it, I think the, the more scarier spot was the. Um, the Death Valley Death Driver rolling oh, Death Valley Driver oh, ladder. There was there was one ladder. There was one ladder. I think that I think it was the one that Sullivan threw, and it wasn't actually steady. It was very uneven. So they used that quite a lot in the match. I think it was the one that was set up by I can't mind who it was. Was it because um, there were two ladders that were broken as bridges right on the outside? It was was it the first? No, one it wasn't set? one of them. <laughs> there was one that was kind of un, you'd have to kind of watch. You could kind of tell. I think I'm sure it's the one that Sullivan throws into everybody in typical Lars Sullivan style. Uh, <laughs> but I was surprised that this opened the show. I don't see what else could have opened it because you know I think if you're going to start off NXT, you should start off with a bang and. You know what? Big, what bigger uh, sort of impact can you make by crowning a new champion with a ladder match? I mean, WrestleMania's opened with ladder matches countless times. Well, it was more the fact that uh, Adam Cole was good. Was pulling double duty, mm-hmm. so I didn't expect that to open the match for that reason. I think though the, the matches that were on Gargano Champa would stole the show, mm-hmm. so you couldn't put that on first. You couldn't put the title, the, the world title, on first. Ember Moon, Shayna Baszler, the match it was, the match was good, but it wasn't a open the show one. Mm-hmm. And I think if you had... The Dusty Classic was the yeah, other one. If you had the Dusty Classic uh, open it, with what happened to Pete Dunne, he'd have just came out, you know, people would be saying, well, why didn't he come out and, you know, mm-hmm. attack Adam Cole, get his revenge? It makes sense after it, mm-hmm. looking back on it. It was yeah. only one that could have opened, but before the show, we didn't oh, really know what was going on with the tag match, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, it could have been any of them, but yeah, it was a fantastic one, a fitting winner. I yeah, think yeah. Absolutely. Adam Cole, baby. Yeah. I, think, I don't think I think they've clearly invested a lot in Adam Cole, and to be honest, I think, like I said before, any of those guys could have been a credible North American champion. And my, I was leaning more towards either EC3 or Ricochet, but no, I'm happy with Adam Cole. Does anybody think that um, the the Young Bucks may have sent a cease and desist to Mister Ronaldo for using Super Kick Party? <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. But yeah, fantastic start to the show, and I think that's fitting to start off the, the our look at NXT Takeover. I mean, David, yeah, uh, what what was your some of your favourite moments? One of your favourite moments at Takeover? 
Um, well, I've already mentioned the ladder match. I'd probably say that was my favourite. But I think the only other memorable night besides the obvious uh, Gargano-Champa match, which was unreal, by the way. Mm. I think what was I really liked as well was Roderick Strong's um, uh, unexpected heel turn, where he assists the Undisputed Era in winning the Dusty Classic. Did anybody see the heel turn coming from Roddy? No. 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 Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think we talked about it on the take, on no, the preview show, did no, it? didn't really come up. Um, we kind of talked about if it was a good pairing to begin with, would you have done it? Mm -hmm. And everyone pretty much said Goldie would have done it. But now that that's happened, it kind of makes sense because it sets up the rivalry for the future. Mm -hmm. I, I think the only one that kind of called it was uh, Strack, but he didn't he, yeah. he, he, he didn't say who. He said somebody was going to join the Undisputed Era. Did James say it? Did James say, heel turn? Aye, James no, predicted heel. 97 heel turns over the weekend. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that was one of the few. That that yeah. But yeah, after seeing that, you know, that, that, that night belonged to Undisputed Era because with obviously Bobby Fish out injured, I think having only Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly, you know, I don't think it, the Undisputed Era would have hold, held for much longer. But now with the addition of Roderick Strong, I think that sort of... Uh, sort of re regains ground a bit for them and you know with Adam Cole as North American champion and having them won the Dusty Classic they've got a ton of momentum uh, going forward so they've got new members new championships and everything looks uh, looks um, looking dandy yeah I mean it, the, thing, the thing about it, Adam Cole took a beating in that match as well he was well, out for most of it because he was AOP put him in the announce table I had undisputed era to win in my predictions before it, mm -hmm. and I seen how long this that ladder match was getting longer and longer and longer. And it was just looking at going, I'm not getting my prediction right for this. <laughs> 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 Thankfully, I did. You know, I done a lot better in NXT than I did in our WrestleMania sweepstake, which we'll talk about later. Yeah, yeah. But I, um, I it, think when Adam Cole won the ladder match, I think you, I, I kind of had a feeling that undisputed mm -hmm. era were going to get the tag titles yeah. as a result. Me, my, my call was done and strong. Because I thought this was going to open the show. See, as much as Dunn and Strong would have made the good sort of odd couple pairing win it, winning, you know, like Finn Balor and Samoa Joe have won the uh, the Dusty Classic before, I just couldn't see it happening with uh, Strong and Dunn. But, you know, again, you know, we've had bigger surprises over the weekend. I mean, AOP, I think they would have been good as uh, two-time winners. But I think I'm happy with the result and the fact, you know, it came, the sort of heel turn came out of nowhere. I think everybody kind of, most people thought AOP were going up. Yeah. So the fact that AOP did not win that made perfect sense, especially them not taking the pin. I mean, where did they disappear to towards the end of the match? I can't remember what happened to them. They just seemed to have not been involved. Did they get taken out or something? Can anybody know, lighten me on that one? I think Pete Dunne knocked them both out. Probably. Knocked them both off the apron. Steel steps. Did it? Oh, yeah. That was it, Did you notice the wee, the wee thing they did with Adam Cole and Bobby, uh, Kyle O'Reilly? They had him come out, he had one championship over his shoulder, but he was holding his other shoulder and he was holding his ribs. So I, uh, Kyle O'Reilly had both titles on yeah, his Yeah, I saw that. Because it was too sore for Adam Cole to even carry the carry the belt, which made you think going in. And those belts aren't heavy or aren't light as well, you know, they're like twenty pounds or twenty pounds. That's like a full stone. Or a stone and a half. A full stone, maths man. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it coming, I can take it. I'm a maths man. Dun, dun. <laughs> Stop hitting the table. <laughs> you're not, you're not Strack. The, the Billy Gunn of this oh, podcast and the McLeod family can make us man into anything. Well. Oh, don't tempt me. Uh, we're talking as well about Adam Cole. I mean, he, he had an interesting exchange. I don't know if any of you watched the pre-show. His exchange with one of the pre-show panel. Oh, Pat something. Uh, who, who? Oh, Pat McAfee or something. Pat McAfee. Like, uh, yeah. Can anybody enlighten me who this man is? He's a former American footballer turned American sportscaster who. Not on ESPN, not something as good as that. He's basically on the... Now we have Sky and BT. He's on the crappy BT Sports in America. 
Hey, don't be dissing BT now. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm looking at an ad- argument of BT. Will you shut up? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I he he was a former. He does uh, WWE reporting, like Coach did for ESPN on a lesser station. Right. Uh, so he was fitting to. Well, to be fair, when your options are a ga- that guy or Pete Rosenberg. Uh, or Sam Roberts Sam Roberts was on the pre-show panel Dave Sam oh. Roberts outside of WWE when he's not having to tour the company line his interviews are great but Pete Rosenberg is exactly like Pete Rosenberg <laughs> on the panels he is an absolute numpty I'm sorry I, I cannot look at Sam Roberts anymore without uh, after Strack, what Strack told me on Saturday which was he looks like uh, Steve Smith's friend from American Dad that's not. Like. not <laughs> <laughs> I was oh, saying no. that I was like, "Who does he remind me oh, of?" And it's annoying me. I've got another. I've got another great one that uh, my girlfriend Laura said as well when she was watching the women's championship match. She was just like, "I've watched Shayna Baszler for a few weeks, and every time I look at it, she just reminds me of a female Kane." My mate <laughs> texts me when the Dusty Classic, uh, not the Dusty Classic, the May Young Classic was finishing, mm-hmm. and it was the photo of Kyrie Sane and uh, Shayna Baszler that said. Jesus Christ, Undertaker looks rough. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, oh, yeah, but gosh. Yeah. it was a good tag title match, and it was a, a surprising turn. I mean, I, I kind of, uh, I was a bit angry with Strong. I mean, uh, it's good, but it's good for. Uh, I think this is good for Roderick Strong because I think his he sort of uh, he sort of floundered a bit in, on NXT the last wee while. This mm. gives him new direction, and from what I hear, he was a he was a super heel on the Indies as well. Mm. Yeah, he's a big heel on the Indies, so I think this this it's, could be a good move for him because he was kind of he was in danger of becoming the Cassius Oro. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's quite good that he's going to got some direction. It's interesting why how they went with it now as opposed to back well, last year's War Games. I'm still thinking. Obviously, they're going to probably set this up for War Games because if you can imagine undisputed era and British strong style. Oh. That is the one thing Ooh. I know it's going to thir- be out of this world. Who'd be your third team though if they do three teams? I think you could just do three on three, or maybe add maybe add someone for the UK. Mm. If you're going, to, if all four are fit, you could just maybe. What if Sanity are still on? Because I mean, they weren't called up. I don't think Sandy will still be there. I've got a feeling they're going up. I think SmackDown never go so many people last night because of the shake-up next week. Mm, Interesting. But yeah, that was a good match. And then, obviously, Roddy Strong's heel turn was quite surprising. So thanks for that, Dave. Uh, Now, Sarah, I mean, I uh, I may not be surprised at what you're going to (laughs) say based on the discussion on the NXT TakeOver preview show. What was your favourite moment of the night? (laughs) Of course, it's going to be the... Gargano and Champa match, obviously, if you'll listen to the, the pre-show. Um, and the preview show for it, I cried quite a fair bit. <laughs> um, obviously, the guys were crying. And, um, well, they were laughing while I was crying. Um, <laughs> I, offered a, I offered a sit-down counselling session. I know. Well, we did chat about it, Quacko, so it's fine. Uh, my you, heart is now healed. You offered counselling, and then there was Strack, who was just savage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Lots of Strackman references tonight. He'll be loving this if he's listening. <laughs> See, but yeah, Gargano Champa. Of course, obviously. I've, I've been heavily invested in that since Chicago last year, obviously. And like everyone knows, it broke my heart. And I lost complete faith in the watermark at the end of NXT TakeOver. <laughs> like, I was even sitting watching it. I was just like, nope, watermark. Nope, something's going to happen. Oh, such a happy ending. It's okay. <laughs> I was like, I can, I can sleep. I can be happy again. Have you seen what happened after the show went off there? It was fan videos. I've not seen that though. And it was uh, Gar- Gargano and Candice Delray. Uh, Del- Jesus Christ. Candice Delray. Delray. Yeah. Big Lana Delray and Johnny Gargano <laughs> at the top of the ramp. She was singing Red Dress and he kept looking behind him like every two yeah. seconds or something. They'd hug and then he'd just quickly like, turn back and. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but th- this, this was a match, I think, very, very fitting of a main event. 
mm. at any show. Mm-hmm. It could have mm. been a, a main a main card show. Thus, the build of touring that I've had to this one. I mean, we're talking since May. Well, that moment happened where Champa turned mm. his back on it. It's been slow. It's been slow built purely mainly because of Champa's injury. That's the best thing that could have happened to the storyline. Oh yeah, because he probably would have rushed it, and we probably would have got like mm. it would have been at War Games or something like that, and we would have yeah. got the same one. But because it ended up getting to WrestleMania weekend, mm-hmm. they were wise with the whole Gargaro getting. Uh, was it losing his contract having to leave NXT it was just it all kind of descended I mean the match itself I mean I've ca- I've said said that I think uh, Johnny Gargano's top 10 in the world yes. as, yeah. a res- as a wrestler easily I think it's hard I mean many people say I think I've seen Dave Meltzer say talk about top 10 in the world and two of the guys from WWE who are on his list are AJ Styles and uh, Johnny Gargano just shows how highly he is thought of as a wrestler. The plainclothes ref I thought was a really good touch because it was an unsanctioned match. Oh yes. Yeah. So he wasn't in the traditional ref gear. That ref got a lot of attention in the build up to that match. Yeah, I think it was because he blew the call that got Gargano sacked. Mm. And he was apparently good friends with Johnny mm-hmm. before. Uh, the, the Steve, that's how good a storyline is. The referee <laughs> is brought in here. The referee made you care. The same referee who later would referee Ronda Rousey's tag team match at WrestleMania. With slightly less tan. <laughs> what is his tan all about? <laughs> no idea what he's doing with that tan. He's like the luminous paint they have in Only Frozen Horses that lights up signs and tunnels. <laughs> 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 Jesus, Drake. Dig wow. it down, six wow. or seven quarts. Wow, we, we cannot say we are not creative on this show. <laughs> we have an Only Frozen Horses reference. Amazing. But yeah, uh, many people are classing this as an early match of the year contender. Well, I, think, like, I think it goes to show that it doesn't always have to be the world title that main events. I think it goes to show that if you have a feud that's big enough, it can main event over mm-hmm. over the over the world title. It, he, it doesn't because the world title match itself was still great. It didn't devalue that. No, not at all. And see the face heel dynamic as well going in. Champa was getting nuclear levels of heat. I think even bigger he than didn't even Roman Reigns. Music. Heat. That's no, what I exactly. loved. It's just like the heat carrying him to the ring. You're I, like, he was getting bigger yeah. than Roman Reigns' heat right there. Well, Roman Reigns is. He has a face, technically, because mm. that's how he's positioned. But not in, in Saudi ter- Arabia, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> in, te- in terms of a genuine heel, I cannot remember the last guy who got heat like Champa got. Can anybody kind of think who who the last got heat like that? Mm, Triple H. Rollins. No. Probably when he turned Probably. on the shield. I'd have thought Triple H. Yeah, in, Triple H. Like, sort of ruthless aggression era. Oh, Alan makes a fair point. Rollins when yeah. he turned on the shields. That he was. Did. He got Aye. nuclear heat mm. at that point in time because of. Yeah, because anytime he tried to make a promo, you know, the promos were dragging on an extra five, ten minutes because he couldn't speak because of the noise. Yeah, it was abs- that was nuclear. Oh, no, 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 no. Vicky Guerrero. Oh, the, oh. the, the, the greatest heel of our time. I'm sorry. Notice how Dolph Ziggler fell off a cliff when she left him, you know, I mean, <laughs> let's, uh, know, let's the, know. The out curse not. of Dolph Ziggler, <laughs> <laughs> it affects them all. Uh, but no, we're talking about the crowd, how well they played into this match. I mean, you got to love it when a man gets powerbombed onto concrete and the fans chant, you deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's genius. My favourite one was though when they, they threw him into Ronaldo. Oh, the Mamma Mia chance. <laughs> <laughs> that man could commentate anything. I think he could commentate. Oh, I, com- I think he could commentate on. Says, oh my god! It was I know. That's why he says Tope Suicida. So you're like, yes. You compare that. You compare that. He says that he's like Tope Suicida, and then in the re- the first match at WrestleMania, when Rollins does two in a row, and Cole's just like suicide dive. <laughs> like, I like Ronaldo, but he's like your dad trying to be hip and with it with you. 
well, my god the heat here is hotter than that with Drake and Meek Mill like did you just google rapper <laughs> <laughs> but you know what he, he makes it work you know and people wonder why people watch NXT uh, more than they do the main roster because you, know, you know at least Mauro gives life and energy to a match you know Cole's just like oh my vintage the big dog <laughs> I love the finish. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I I love the finish to this match as well. It was it was perfect. I mean, the the memes that were going about the next day as well after uh, was it uh, Champa's face with yeah, the black yeah, eye, yeah. and it was just like the Johnny Gargano signs. It was just <laughs> it was like it's just perfect. And then you think that Gargano was going to pretty much be like, oh, I'm going to be pals with you again, and he telegraphs Champa what Champa's going to do, mm-hmm. and then the knee the knee brace with the mm-hmm. with the. the Gargano escape. I couldn't remember the name there. Yeah. <laughs> Storytelling was outstanding. I think, know, I think especially that's that bit. That bit where he was like, he almost felt a little bit of sympathy, but then try to catch him out, he just caught him. Will this feud continue? Now, uh, Champa and, and Triple H tease that Champa has got much more in store. Uh, Mrs. Johnny Wrestling is well known for intergender wrestling on the independent scene. Will uh, Champa have a go at Candice? No. <laughs> I should hope not. In the ring, David. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I was about to say, rephrase that as well. <laughs> wrestling. <laughs> well, they were teasing a lot of the intergender wrestling during the, the WrestleMania's mixed tag match, so I mean, I don't see why they wouldn't, you know, start to sort of move in that direction. Yeah, but no, it was a fantastic match. You, you think it's got. Will it get close to a Meltzer five star? Mm. If Almas gets five stars, I don't know how he can give this yeah. one five stars. True, but it is Dave Meltzer these days. You I know, know. He, he, he gave the first tag match at Wrestle Kingdom a four point two five. I watched that. That was awful. That match. I, honestly, I like the Young Bucks, but my god, that match dragged on. I swear, Meltzer's getting biased towards New Japan here. I mean, getting, getting, getting. <laughs> <laughs> he's being very. He's been for the uh, We I, love, we love you, Dave. That that as well though. Like something just quickly about Dave Meltzer. Is one guy in a room deciding how good wrestling is? Like, make your own opinions. Exactly. That's he, what we're here to do. He gave uh, Rock Stone Cold at WrestleMania 17 4.75. I mean, wh- <laughs> what more could that match do to get five stars? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, so that was a brilliant match. A very fitting to end that takeover now. Um, Alan, I was going to go to you, but you said you've not actually watched it, so. No, not yet. It's probably not best to put you on the spot here, uh, which is why we have Mr. Takeover over here to my right. Uh, Kwaku, you're gonna, what was your favourite moment from <laughs> that show? I thought that was my new nickname, fair enough. Um, I'll probably have to say Alma's um, Alistair Black because mm-hmm. I genuinely didn't know what way that was going to go. Mm-hmm. I love that match. I love both of them. Um, hopefully Alma's moves on. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah, I love the the involvement as Alina Vega in this match. Mm-hmm. I think they played it perfectly. Best heel manager. Oh, by far. I mean, she is a, she is a, a woman you would love to punch in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say something else. No, Dave, we've moved away from that chat. <laughs> you keep you keep setting them up. Mm. I didn't set that one up. <laughs> if I could get a word in from Dave's filthy fantasies. Um, <laughs> go at the toilet and splash your face with some water. Dave will join us in a minute. He's on a timeout. No, I, I like I like how it came full circle. <laughs> I like how the Zelina Vega thing, Zelina was the one, sorry. <laughs> Zelina Vega was the reason Almas became number one contender. He was the reason he won the title with interference. He was the reason he beat Johnny Gargano. And it was nice to see her eventually get used against him. You know, mm-hmm. when she went for the Hurricane Rana and he moved and 
Did he move or did he throw it into Elmas? Uh, well, I, she, she no, no, he caught her and then he hit her with black. He hit me black mass. Oh, right, and right. she fell off and she fell off. Him. Right, and it was good to see. Sorry, just that minute, that <laughs> minute ago made me add a clear and concise point, and then we shouted at Dave. <laughs> 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 no, but yeah, it was good to see him, uh, her get used against Almas mm. and for it basically to cost him for once, because she was such an uh, integral part of him being champion. Yeah, and it's good to see a, a guy who we've seen. Uh, live in previous ICW events as Tommy End now be the flag bearer of that show one year on from him facing Almas on his debut so it's amazing mm-hmm. that it's went completely full circle it was nice that the crowd was actually into it because there was a small section uh, in Orlando mm-hmm. chanting for their own section chanting CM Punk chanting we want beach balls mm-hmm. and they actually with fans were getting annoyed at other sections turning around to tell them to shut up they missed the black mass so you see it on it's meant to be his big debut and he hits that kick and half the crowd are looking the other way shouting at other people hmm. see I, I, I actually remember that you know there was like a, a burst of section of fans who were just being the the markiest of marks and uh, yeah the people were saying shut up and they missed the black mass as a result hmm. uh, you know, I, I hate guys that, or fans rather that just do that you know they just completely just take it upon themselves to make it about them hmm. does anybody have any more final thoughts on takeover before we move on from that show well, I was actually surprised to see that they didn't, obviously we were talking about um, potential signings being in the audience. We had nothing, no celebrities, I think. We had, what was yeah. it, the Lassie for Hailstorm, I think that was about yeah, it. Nina Strauss, the, the guitar- Alice Cooper's guitarist. Mm. Yeah. I mean, if somebody had called that, I would have been just like calling Nicholas to be bronze partner. Yeah. <laughs> you, would have had to, you would have had to be psychic. But yeah, it was a surprise not to see anybody. I mean, I, I couldn't really think of anybody in the previous show. That's why I went with James Storm, because he seemed the yeah. more obvious one. I think... I think it's nice once in a while not to have that though because you then become spoiled and it's just like oh who is it I think it if they wait a couple of takeovers it builds up the surprise again mm. it's like doing a stipulation match too often you just kind of get numb to it yeah. it's also the fact you've got the May Young Classic coming back up again and you've got the return of the UK tournament mm-hmm. so obviously you've heard like loads of rumours of obviously all these people getting signed I mean I've heard plenty of rumours about the guys and girls from the UK scene getting signed for these particular events and obviously it would just sort of make it a wee bit in my opinion mm-hmm. yeah I mean, but yeah I think it was a fantastic takeover show overall with, even without that and I think it, the quality of wrestling set a great standard another one as well like it, it divided opinion I liked it for what it was was uh, the women's title match mm-hmm. just for the simple fact that Shayna Baszler isn't flashy she isn't a wrestler she's a fighter she's like a Brock Lesnar only I, to be honest I think her matches are better for the simple fact that they're not as predictable as Brock Lesnar's Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I like I like um, Shayna Baszler. You know, she's not the sort of um, how should you put it, like standard female wrestler. You know, yeah. like you said, she's a, she's an actual fighter. She uses she's much more ground based. And what I really liked was like Ember Moon did the whole when she kicked her shoulder or kicked her arm. Yeah. She actually went to the ring post and actually hurt herself almost to try and push her shoulder back in. I think that was quite unique because I don't think I've ever seen that happen before. But, and there was a lot of like submission holds in sort of very mat based style so it felt like much more like a, a wrestling match rather than just like a like an entertainment spectacle mm-hmm. totally to- uh, talking about uh, re- uh, wrestling spectacles we move away from Saturday and take over I thought uh, that was a joke about mine and Alan's glasses though <laughs> <laughs> no 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 we're going to go on to the main event of the weekend and that was Wrestlemania now obviously there's we have seven hours worth of WrestleMania to talk about. We're going to talk about it in two wee 20 minute parts, so 
yeah, we'll do our best. We, we did most of it in 20, half an hour on Monday, so we'll kind of talk about that and let's go on. So, um, yeah, uh, Alan, we'll start with you. you we, we know how excited you were about yes. WrestleMania. What was your favourite moment of WrestleMania? Oh, that's a toughie. Um, Sorry to put you on the spot. I'd probably <laughs> say the Charlotte retaining and ending the streak. Mm. That, I thought that was... Never going to happen. I expected to ask her to win. I had her down the sweepstake, and then to see her not only lose but to tap out. Yeah. Mm. I, that's when the neighbours came. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I lost my nut at that point. I was like, "Oh my god!" Here we came. A few ones came running. Goes, "What's that?" I went, "Ask her tap, she tap, she tap." Yeah. And she's like, "Who? What?" <laughs> I mean, you were talking then about the sweepstakes. I mean, I was going to ask, but did they have on the sweepstakes? But I would have some smug faces in the studio. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. The person sat next to me did. Yes. Yeah. She was the only no one. No one believed me. Yeah. No one believed She's me. She's the only one in the sweepstake who said Charlotte was going to win. And she was right. Yeah, Sarah, when did you think the streak was going to end? It was just, are you really going to do it at a B-class pay-per-view, like at Backlash? Or are you going to wait till uh, SummerSlam? No. And like I said, it's the only person that they've built up that's going to make it believable would have been Charlotte. I wouldn't have believed it with anybody else. I, so I honestly had a theory. You know how they do the champion versus champion at Survivor Series? Mm-hmm. I had a feeling they were going to have Rousey win the title at SummerSlam and fight Asuka. Because I thought, oh, well, Rousey's believable to beat it. And me and Nathan, who <laughs> were so close, we were first and second in the last time we'd done a quiz on this show. <laughs> we were 0 4 at this point yeah. on our sweepstake. 0 <laughs> 4. You lot, you two had a bad night. We had yeah. a bad start. We, we pulled it back at the end, but then it got to Charlotte Aska, and we're like, right, we're on the board here, we're on the board. Aska, oh, for Christ's sake, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> that was the third match. It <laughs> was third, it was, well, fifth overall. It was second match. Yeah. But on the main card, it was third match. That was the second match. No, the second match. Second. Second. Yeah. Oh, so was, sorry. It was yeah. done really early on. And we were 0-5. Nathan texts me, how's your predictions going? I went, Nathan, I'm going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but just to sort of follow on what Sarah said, I think, you know, the result divided a lot of opinion, but once when you look back on it, it was a very good match. It turned into sort of Spanish fly mania at, by that point. Uh, like the Spanish fly off the top rope was fantastic. The, the moonsault into the triangle hold was fantastic. And... Even though the result did divide opinion, I mean, who else was going to beat the streak and on what other show? Well, I, f- I thought they were going to keep the streak going for an extra year and then we would have had Asuka Ronda mm-hmm. at WrestleMania 35. Now looking at it, I think we're not going to get Ronda Charlotte. I think that's Possibly, yeah. 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 very, yes. very good chance of that. I think, the, obviously, the position Charlotte is obviously the heir. To the flare household, to the flare name, <laughs> uh, to the flare robe, the flare air, to, to, to anything flare. That's not a good sign for a future life. Uh, <laughs> so, but yeah, and then obviously we'll talk. We'll probably we'll talk about Ronda in a wee minute as well. But I think that's only natural. These two are now going to come to a head in a year's time. But it was it, it was a first real shock factor of a, a night full of shocks. Mm-hmm. I think it's fair to say. Absolutely, it was I shocking think. in a good way. Yeah. yeah, we've got shocking in a good way and shocking in a bad way. It's mm-hmm. all here at WrestleMania. <laughs> I think the way the book Asuka going forward now is key though. She can lose the occasional pay-per-view match, but she shouldn't be losing on TV to like the likes of Alicia Fox and Dana Brooke, I think, going forward. <laughs> You're off this thing against Dana Brooke. <laughs> <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm live tweeting on three hours sleep and it's 3.47am UK time... She's good! She's just not being booked properly. 
I agree with that. Tell me yeah. a good Dana Brooke match. Get me a good. Did Dan- you not watch her in NXT? It's booking. Get, get me a good Dana Brooke promo. I'll get her to pat you on the head. That's it. I have to. The statistics she does, proper statistics. Oi. Are <laughs> her statistics are about as valuable, useful, and accurate as Dave's, and I'm sorry, Dave. You're the- <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised oh. to concur with you there. Like, I remember watching. I remember when we went to see Raw Glasgow, like a, about a year and a half ago. That Dana Brooke comes out. I see her in that match, and the comment I made about after the show was, "She's more green and plastic than an Asda shopping bag." I mean, that was just. Uh, I mean, that, that is that, that is sharp for you, David. That is sharp. But yeah, uh, it was a good. That was an interesting first shock of the night, and I'm sure yeah. we're going to get more of them. Uh, uh, Sarah, you're, you were up, you're now a bit smug after that. Uh, what, what, I'll what? always be smug after that. You guys have listened to me from now on. <laughs> well, you gave some great stats that were better than Dave's before the show, so know, that, right? that, that puts you up well know, above right? an expectation. I need to earn my keep somehow. So. <laughs> uh, what, was, what are your favourite moments of the night? Ooh, well, see, I have to say probably the Intercontinental match. Oh, I loved it. I loved that. Obviously, I, I did... <laughs> I just scared Ross there, sorry. <laughs> um, I did, obviously, I loved the entrance sides and obviously, see the effects throughout the entire show, like for Miz and Asuka. Oh my god! Yeah, they were pretty cool. I was just like, oh, oh what, wow, wow, I wonder what that actually looks like live. Oh, wow. Do you know why that is though? Mm. They're doing uh, all WWE pay per views in virtual reality now. Really? So I've got a feeling that maybe be like, you know, when you go to the picture sometimes, you're like, what was the point in that? And then when you go see it in 3D, you're like, oh, cool, that's the point in that. Mm-hmm. Sort of like a 3D virtual reality thing. Is that what all those mad graphics were? Yeah, yep. that was the augmented reality. That yep. was literally Ooh. the point that was just discussed. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think when the rest of us speak, Dave, you turn into Homer Simpson with that wee monkey playing. <laughs> <laughs> That's what goes on inside my head all the time. No, but I, I agree with Sarah. That current title match was amazing. As a massive Game of Thrones fan, the Seth Rollins uh, Night King entrance oh, wow. was wow. amazing. I know we probably might talk about it later, but see um, on Raw mm-hmm. where uh, Jeff Hardy started talking to Matt and oh. Bray. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know we'll probably talk about it. But it's a good point to mention it. Obviously, Jeff turns around and the two of them are looking at him like, like, like what are you what? doing? What? I saw somebody online commenting going, I can't believe they two are looking like him like that. One of them dresses like a demon, the other one was a white walker the night before. <laughs> <laughs> the other one the year before set the WrestleMania ramp on fire as yeah. part of his entrance. <laughs> But no, it, that match started the show. It was one last week, I think, some of us predicted was going to start the show. It was either going to be that or mm. the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match. Looking back on it, I'm glad that they went with the IC mm-hmm. title match because of how the, that tag match went. But it was fast, it was furious, it was oh, it was just brilliant. If it was any more fast and furious, The Rock might have showed up. We didn't want that. I did. Sorry, Ross. <laughs> Truly heartbroken. Yeah. No, see, believe me. Especially when his mum was there, front row. I know. The tease. Why was his mum in the front row? Is that purely for Nia Jax? Is that, the, is that the only relative they could find for Nia yes. Jax at that point? Well, Roman Reigns was there. Yeah, and also oh, yeah. the Usos. Oh, oh yeah. I suppose... Yeah. Uh, uh, but Hoffy's family... could have had Rikishi! Please not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> did them the LC X-Pac in the, in the front row? X-Pac? X-Pac. Pock. Oh, X-Pac. 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 That's how Pat Patterson used to talk to Colin. X-Pac. 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 Whatever it is. Uh, but, but yeah, moving on. Sorry, was, some, was somebody talking about... Yeah, I was going to say, like, in the sweepstake, Balor was actually the least voted for. Oh, no, sorry. Rollins was the least voted for. Sorry. I think I voted for Rollins. I voted for him. Uh, yeah, I think only, like, there was, like, 12 of us... Uh, no, 13 of us in the sweepstake, and I think only, like, three or four of us said Rollins. Everybody else said Miz or Balor. 
Tape stat number one. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. oh, that wasn't just Bobby stat. Um, <laughs> to be smug. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, I think my, I think the thing I remember most about that was Miz coming out dressed as Velveteen Dream. Yes, <laughs> that was like the comment I first made. I seen that. I went, wait a minute, it's like just drawing it. I mean, smoke. what were those glasses all about? I mean, that they were is, amazing. It's, it's like a. You look like something out of the the Buggles, the eighties <laughs> band. <laughs> it's like a mix up between Becky Lynch and. Velveteen Dream, that's what he was going for. I'm sticking with that. Speaking of attires... That's an interesting one in the head now, that one. <laughs> Speaking of attires, I liked Finn Balor's. What, the, uh, the, the LGBT colours? Yeah, mm. the the inclusion colours, basically. I'd like him to wear that in Saudi Arabia. He'll probably not get along. He won't be allowed to do that. Oh, oh, Ross. <laughs> no, but it's... It was... I've seen, I seen people online. Why wasn't it the demon? Because this was more impactful. Uh, the, the this demon. meant more. And he was going to lose. And he wasn't going to win. There was no win. point for the demon to come out. I didn't build the demon up. Main event. Oh, come out, so to speak. <laughs> oh, Dave. Oh, oh Dave. Again, back, back, back to the toilet. Back I'm to never the toilet. Never sit next to you again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but brilliant match to start the show, and I think it set at such a high tempo that as the night went on, it was maybe a bit understandable why we started to get tired and yeah. exhausted because <laughs> they set such a high tempo. But I loved the match. I, I thought it was going to be a match tonight, and I think it was a good call, uh, David. Yeah, um, I think we briefly discussed it before, but my favourite match of the night, believe it or not, was um, Kurt Angle, Ronda Rousey versus Triple H and Stephanie. The amount of uh, fan interaction during that match, I was not expecting that. And the match quality itself, you know, while most people thought it was going to be sort of average at best, it turned out to be arguably match of the night. I loved it. Mm -hmm. I great match. People, people are describing it as the greatest wrestling debut of all time mm. by an, yeah. an as just as a general first match. Mm. So I think it's a fair call. But how good was Ronda? Oh, Ronda is she is going to have no trouble on the main roster now, given what she's capable of. I know Angle and Triple H made sense that they started off, you know, get the match going, just warm up the crowd a bit, and then everybody was clamouring for Ronda to get in and just torture Stephanie mm -hmm. but yeah it's um I think the storytelling was very very well done there were twists turns nobody got too much attention Ronda wasn't overexposed mm -hmm. and there was just a lot of drama to it although I was a little sort of confused about how Stephanie McMahon who's not a trained fighter was able to counter Ronda's armbar so many times so easily yes the move which has beaten pretty much most women how many did you say did she won with that armbar Dave she was one out of all her matches I think all her matches bar two she won with that armbar yeah and um, but Stephanie <laughs> WWE executive sorry got she's won 12 times 9 times with the armbar oh Sarah and quite yeah. upstaging you Wait, but he's got a computer in front of him. He can. He can what have I got? <laughs> right. Okay. Let's let us let us summarize. On one screen we have a the folder bit on Windows, and on the other screen we have Wikipedia. At least I'm not. On, <laughs> at least I'm not on my phone right now. Alan can vouch for I, that. I can vouch for that. <laughs> but yeah, uh, but everything about what Ronda did in that match was brilliant. I mean, the way she presented herself when she wasn't even in the ring, mm -hmm. how she got in. I mean, some of the moves. I mean. We talked about it on Monday and when we did the quick analysis, I mean, some of the moves, they weren't perfect, but they did the job, you know. What was yeah. it? What was it? The Simone drop? It, it's meant to be some sort of judo-style flip. Right. But obviously, there's not the pause where she obviously gets the crowd into it. Wrestling obviously mm. hampers that move. Yeah. And, you know what? It's still effective. If somebody with the power of Ronda Rousey, Simone dropped you, you'd certainly feel it. Kwaku is verifying that his stat was correct. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, but I... I do you yeah. remember that... <laughs> <laughs> Natalia's entered the room. <laughs> no, uh, do you remember how upset a couple of weeks ago certain people were just for the simple fact that it was Stephanie McMahon that this match was rumoured to be main eventing? Mm. Looking back, how many people would love this to be main eventing? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't mind you that at all. It was the fourth match on the card, but it was just... It was just brilliant. Everything, everything about it was just so... Uh, I think the, the armbar from Ronda is going to be come a major tool. It's going to be seen yeah. as su- such a big move. I mean, granted, Stephanie is the only person who will be able to escape it. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen the McMahons? They are the greatest wrestlers of all time. Particularly Shane. <laughs> the king of strong style, Shane McMahon. <laughs> man who sweats nodding, Shane McMahon. I know, what is that? <laughs> It's like he's got a tinfoil suit on under his clothes. <laughs> oh, hey, sorry, I just had a wee snide dig uh, a couple of days ago at some indie marks after the whole, you know, we'll get to Roman Reigns in a minute. But after four years of Roman Reigns, uh, twice in a lifetime's looking pretty good right about now, is it not? <laughs> uh, don't you dare this mad wing. But yeah, uh, Ronda was bad wing. <laughs> we're, we're not having this. We're not having this right now. You Do you fight. mind? We're having a moment. <laughs> it's bad enough you separated us. I know. That was Kwaku. Kwaku picks the seats. <laughs> he picks the mics. <laughs> but yeah, Ronda was brilliant and I think it's a very, very good debut and she did the job perfectly. And I think she'll have no problem adjusting to WWE. And we might talk a bit more, a bit more about it later on. So, uh, Ross, what was your favourite moment at WrestleMania? Sorry, I was taking a drink there. <laughs> <laughs> I liked the IC title match. I loved Rousey uh, against the McMahons because I thought that was amazing. I think I've just absolutely drawn a blank as you said that there. <laughs> Although, sorry, one thing I will say, I was live tweeting part of the show as we're you and Kwaku. Mm-hmm. I was so happy I got to live tweet the United States title match because I did not care about this match at all. <laughs> so having to, having to live tweet that gave me some interest. Was there a, a match on the entire card that was so universally that everyone, sorry, universally unanimous that everyone wanted the same winner? No one wanted Randy Orton to win. <laughs> no one wanted Bobby Roode to win. Nobody wanted Jinder Mahal to win. Although, wait, wait, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I predicted him to win on the Tuesday and then stupidly get caught up in the Rusev, Rusev Day hype. You're not the only one. Everybody wanted Rusev in that crowd to win. And yet he was the guy that got pinned. What? What was that about? By Jinder Mahal. Yeah. But of all people. Yeah. Don't, Dave, Dave, I'll give you 30 seconds. Right. Go for it. It's Rusev Mania, okay? He need, this was the big moment to capitalise on Rusev Day and give him the United States Championship for a third time. What a moment to set off the crowd. I mean, and of all people, Jinder Mahal as well. I mean, I'm not arguing with the result, but I mean, because I think he was predicted to win because you get he's now got massive heel heat as a result. Uh, ah, they just missed a, missed a big trick here with Rusev. He's the most over guy on SmackDown. How could they absolutely miss this? Ah, but, you know... um. Good for gender winning. Hope he has a hope he has a semi decent. You just run. terrified me. <laughs> That's uh, the modern day Maharaja for you. Sarah, have you have you lis- ever listened to our free MB episode? No, I actually think I missed that one because I knew how much he didn't like gender. Oh, you need to listen. No, to no, it. no, 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 the reason I hated that match is because Rusev was the one that got pinned and he was the fans, like, he's, like, he was the easy choice to Unless win. Unless Rusev is the heel, Vince does not care. Can That's I, how it's going. Can I make a point about this match, away from the match? Did anybody else notice that Aiden English shaved his hair between yeah, the, looks like yeah. Renfrew, I said that. Between, I, the pre, between the pre-show and the match? It came out and I was like, 
He did have his hair like that in the, in the pre-show. Granted, granted, he was only in the, royal, the, the Battle Royal for about five seconds. But yeah, he was the yeah. first eliminated. Yeah. I, I thought it was Chris Renfrew that actually came out. <laughs> that that's an even bigger stomp on Rusev Day as well, that Aiden English is the first to be eliminated. I mean, what is... The clearly... the WWE clearly do not like Rusev Day is getting over. That's how much I cared about this match. That was like one of two tweets I sent out during that match. Like, <laughs> didn't he have hair earlier? <laughs> Uh, I, I, some, what, something, will, one. something will live tweet about Dave one day didn't you have hair earlier mate <laughs> <laughs> uh, before you say anything mine's has gone back quicker than a Michael Jackson moonwalk so let's <laughs> oh. well, at least you can insult yourself as well <laughs> see when you talk about live tweeting I live tweeted three matches on the main card I had to, I had to live tweet the IC title triple threat the, the Smackdown women's title and AJ Shinsuke are you oh my that photoshop yeah <laughs> Quacko's just quack, brought out yeah, the, for, the, uh, for the listeners Quacko's bringing out his photoshop picture of Dave with Dave's face on the Singh Brothers oh. <laughs> I absolutely hate that picture it's the best thing though send me that uh, <laughs> shall we tweet it tonight please don't tweet yeah. it this, this, this should be all our profile pictures going forward <laughs> on Twitter no, we've all just voted we need to get lost. t-shirts made of this yes. Yes. you know why this should go up Dave why is that because it's Rusev Dave <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's like Quacko's out. Uh, that was, that no, but I, I loved, I loved Charlotte. <laughs> I loved Charlotte and Rick, uh, Rick Flair. I Charlotte and Rick Flair had a crack match. And then, we, then once we got the drunk Rick Flair out of the ring, Charlotte and Asuka had an absolutely crack match. I thought, I thought they had matched tonight. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was the IC title as a as an actual contest, but the. Three of the first four matches, but up there's the best in the cup. The best, oh, yes. I think. I still think the best all rounded was uh, the mixed tag. Yeah, and Rousey's debut. That, yeah. that was a WWE style match done in perfection. That's a, a Hogan McMahon style match. Oh yeah, <laughs> that is WWE to the mm. max. Hogan McMahon. Yeah. Looking back at it, it's kind of like I thought this was better when I watched it, but you still watch it because you like it. Yeah. And it it defied all expectations as well. I think that's why people liked it so much. Yep. Well, that's been some of our guys top moments of Wrestlemania when you come back to it with us in about five minutes or so time we are going to talk about some of the other stuff that happened at Wrestlemania uh, we're going to talk about the main event the, the other world title match and Braun Strowman's partner <laughs> <laughs> and that guy in the front row who jumped out of the crowd but we'll be back in a short moment before that here's some of the best moments from Raw After Mania Welcome to Wrestlemania week here at Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet Well don't you watch NXT you would enjoy No Way Jose and his conga line. He's brought it to Monday Night Raw. I'm just saying, it's never been right in front of me for me to experience the, the energy and the excitement. And every person in this arena is on their feet and dancing in some way, shape, or form. Oh, look at that. Sister Abigail into the twist of fate. Hardy and Wyatt advance. They'll face the revival next week. The expedition of gold! Ray Wyatt and Matt Hardy! And it pains me to even think about this, much less say it. But we're relinquishing the Raw Tag Titles. Nicholas has a scheduling conflict. I mean... He's still in the fourth grade. But I can promise you one thing. As soon as he's done with school, we're coming back for those. And somebody's going to get these hands! I believe it. 
the last, last chapter. chapter. Stick with me, Cole. Yeah, you, your bromance is going along nicely tonight, boys. The Very authors of pain. Authors of pain. Dominate. Well, what's this? Surprises. There is the former NXT Women's Champion. That's called the Eclipse. Oh, that wow. is incredible. Cover. What a debut by Ember Moon. Here are your winners: the Raw Women's Champion Nia Jax and Ember Moon. times we tell this story trust me it's gonna be the same thing when the big dog meets the beast the beast conquers you and you come out here making excuses why it happened but our bear good tidings and good news that the vicious cycle will end because after Brock Lesnar is done ragdolling you across that cage and you fail once again, I'll be waiting at Backlash to put you to sleep. So I want to say thank you, every single one of you. Thank you all so much. I love you all. And yes, this will always be my house.
WrestleMania, we are already fired up! Ladies and gentlemen, you're live from Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet, on Strathclyde Fusion! Welcome back to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. I'm Stephen Wilson. I'm joined by Alan, Sarah, David, Ross and Kwaku, as always. And we are talking WrestleMania weekend and hairlines. <laughs> <laughs> you started it, so I'm not... I'm not just I didn't deny starting that. I just said we're talking about it. I think that should be our next uh, title match. Hell v hell. Yes, so we are... T- you, you can't say anything. You lost your championship. You go to the back of the line now. I know. Well, in fairness, we are all here making a plea for Gary, ladies and gentlemen, because Gary and David tied, and you get one point if your Battle Royal prediction made the final four. Dave's finished third. Gary's finished second. And everybody thought Gary's pick had won. Yeah, so I think, I think, ladies and gentlemen, while we're on the air, we need to announce that Gary is the new hey, Eat Sleep on, Super hang on. Yes. yes, I think, I think this, this is a democracy, is it not, Stevie? I, I have known Gary Kernan my whole life, and I have never wanted him to win apart from this. <laughs> Good work. Well, all for Gary as champion. And uh, now everybody's put your hands up. It yeah, was, it makes sense. It was second place. You were third. It makes sense. Uh, Congrats, Gary. Hey, well, if Naomi hadn't showed up last minute, I would have happily accepted that. But no, the rule stated if oh. they... Anyway, we are talking <laughs> WrestleMania. Yeah, we, we are talking WrestleMania weekend. So we've talked about NXT TakeOver. We've talked our, some of our favourite moments on WrestleMania. Now we're going to talk about a few more of the things that happened at WrestleMania. Some of the things we missed out with some of the talking points. We're going to start off with uh, Alan. Otherwise known as the big dog, Roman Reigns. The big yeah. dog. Yes, so uh, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, uh, main evented WrestleMania. Not many people liked it. I don't know how no, it, it was a very poor main event. Um, Kwaku has seen my rant about what I think about Brock Lesnar, which cannot be aired. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's just leave it at that. But yeah, it was a very, very poor main event. Um, and as I've seen to Stephen before we went live, you could see in the top tier, half of it was empty. That's mm. what people thought of it. Yeah, I mean, and, and when I watched it, I was kind of like, I'll give it a chance, but in hindsight, does anybody agree with what Alan says in this one? Brock and Reigns just not cutting it. Yeah, yeah. I think everybody just wanted this match to be over and done with because everybody was predicting that Roman was going to win and be the conquering hero for a third year in a row. And what we got, you know, I think it was, it was below expectations as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it felt like one of one of Brock's other B pay-per-view title defenses, not let alone like a SummerSlam or Royal Rumble defense. Six F5s. Six F5s. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think that, we knew it, the build-up was Brock winning every match with one F5. He beat Braun Strowman. He, he beat Roman Reigns at SummerSlam with one F5. Braun Strowman, Roman Reigns, Samoa Joe, AJ Styles and Kane, mm-hmm. all one F5. And that kept him down. I think we, we knew it's WrestleMania. This is where finishers don't matter. I think we thought one, two, maybe three, but by the time it got to, like, it took three to put Undertaker down. Aye. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just so much overkill. Mm-hmm. Like, what was the point? Yeah. It was like, not just that, it was like three in a row. Like, there was no other moves in between. It yeah. was just it was like one F5 kick out, another F5 kick out, another F5 kick out. I mean, it's just, it's like, um, I compare it to as if you're playing WWE 2K18. <laughs> Um, you've set both. Uh, you've set one yourself with maximum finishers. The computer's on easy mode, and 
Yeah, they just kick out is always on. I mean, is anybody else fed up with a Lesnar stick? Yeah. I mean, I know well, he gave it. I, I know it's because of how we have our name here at Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. Well, technically, it's Paul Heyman. Paul, like, oh, yeah, okay, okay, I'll take Paul. I'll take with Paul. But yeah, is anybody else kind of sick of, sick of the, the Brock Lesnar thing? I cried when I found out he resigned. <laughs> I, I, I cannot tolerate just, him. And then see WrestleMania when it went past the 10 minute mark, I'm like, oh, hang on a second, he's still here fighting. <laughs> but I think that's when he went to like the 3 F5s. He's you, like, no, yeah. it's time to go. You would no. forget he's an amateur wrestling champion. Mm-hmm. The fact he only had suplexes in F5s. Oh, he's so boring to watch. It's it's mind numbing. Yeah, it's got it's got to the point where you know what's going to happen. It's mm-hmm. it's a couple of punches here, a couple of suplexes. Maybe he bust him open with an elbow. F five. That's it. Yeah. It's almost like five moves of doom. Mm-hmm. I mean, talking about actual style of wrestling, and we've got the other world championship match between AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura. A match clashed as a dream match, but uh, to some people it fell below expectations. I mean, Sarah, what do you think of this match? Well, I think see because we all hyped it up. Also comparing it to the Wrestle Kingdom match, we're like, oh, it's the match the year they're finally going to get together in a WWE ring I think we just overhyped it for ourselves yeah. and that's what made it feel underwhelming I don't think the match was actually underwhelming in itself I don't think it was a bad match it wasn't I, a bad match no, I think it was just it of the, because of the level we were expecting yeah. different style different pace to the match I think when most people were expecting uh, crowd were dead for it I don't understand why the crowd were so dead but it, it, no, the crowd were dead it was really odd it was so quiet that's what, that was my controversial statement was I thought it was a really poor match considering how good the two of them are. Mm-hmm. The, the crowd were dead because I think they used all their energy in the first three hours. Like, because all the other matches on the card were so good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it was. They followed uh, Nia Jax and Alexa Bliss, which wasn't a bad match, but it wasn't exactly the, the, a technical masterclass, you know? You kind of got what you expected from it. Yeah, yeah, so, but. Nia Jax and Alexa Bliss should have been a three minute squash match. Mm. Alexa Bliss is the champion who overcomes via cheating. And when you took Mickey James out at the start, you could have had the way she got dragged oh, 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 yeah. it actually looks sore done swung a bit like a wet trackie as we see here in Glasgow <laughs> <laughs> honestly that match should have been three minutes but we already had two squash matches technically kind of early in the night because the, the Bludgeon Brothers win was kind of a squash mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taker and Cena which we'll, we'll talk about in a bit was squash could you have had three squashes at Wrestlemania? maybe yeah. well Possibly. I, think, I would say so actually. Oh, like, exactly matches. Matches. When you've got that many matches on the card, you know, some are going to have to get cut down, but if you can justify them being squash well, matches, then I'd you technically had, You technically kind of had forced, uh, another squash match if you talk about the Raw Tag Team titles. It was technically yeah. a squash. So. Well, you, look at, you look at the actual era back in the day, the matches never really went above six, seven minutes. So, mm, I mean, no, I don't yeah. think. I mean, looking at WrestleMania's uh, stats, the longest match of the night was 20 minutes 40 seconds. That was the mixed tag match. It got a stat right! And the the second closest was AJ Nakamura with, uh, I think it was just 20 seconds quicker. Like 20 minutes, 20 seconds. He got two stats right! Yay! (laughs) Yeah, the shortest match of the night was Undertaker Cena. Don't Uh, push it. (laughs) (laughs) Two minutes 45 or two minutes 46? Two minutes 45. Uh, But if you kind of. When you think about how the match ended with. uh, the Nakamura heel turn. It was mm. kind of teased, but it's still kind of shocking. Uh, does that kind of make sense why they went with that style, you think? To have that Probably. Th- have that finish? Mm. Yeah. Probably. I mean, it gives it gives them both direction going forward now, so it sets up for the next SmackDown, and I think it, it gives a new dimension to Nakamura's character. I mean, I'm, given I wasn't expecting it, but you know what? A nice, another shock, another surprise. And I thought, okay, okay, I'll, I'll work with it. The match itself though, I personally was disappointed because I was expecting something on tier with the Wrestle Kingdom clash, something that would take up at least half an hour, the pace was a bit slow. Overall it just felt a bit underwhelming, 
slow paced and I think the crowd was just burned out too much to really sort of get invested in it mm. yeah I think AJ Styles Shane McMahon was head and shoulders above this match and that's saying I'd something like that. that's saying it, something it, that was better because it, that was it was, a fa- it was a pace that kind of worked well mm. I mean and it was an opener as well so the crowd oh. was full of energy I'm kind of I'm kind of like I'm kind of thinking was there was talk of AJ having an injury pre WrestleMania. Did that yeah. kind of play into it maybe that they had to work a different style than what was they would have hoped. Maybe, yeah. but WWE needs to let these guys do their style. They can't just the WWE style doesn't work for everybody. And if you want to deliver a great match, I think especially with two guys, two New Japan uh, veterans like AJ Styles and Nakamura, mm-hmm. the strong style is where they can deliver their best match. I think. And with them both being top tier guys, I don't see why WWE would, um, you know, be less restrictive with them. I mean, there's obviously now, they are going to probably go again. Mm-hmm. Uh, from, we'll talk about SmackDown a bit, we could have an extra man in the, in the fray. Mm-hmm. We never know. So that's, there's interesting things that could go on. Could and we? The, the heel, you'll find out in a bit. Yes. yes. The heel dynamic, don't spoil it, Dave. <laughs> the heel dynamic to Nakamura should add a bit to his character, which should make things a bit better for him going forward. Was he not a heel in New Japan as well? He was a heel for yeah. most of his New Japan run and he was amazing. Surely calling yourself sorry I don't know why my voice went so squeaky there. <laughs> surely calling yourself surely calling yourself the king of something. Yeah it's kind of as a as a heel move already. I mean you've got the goddess Alexa yeah. Bliss heel. Charlotte called herself the queen when she was heel. A, a heel originally obviously she naturally turned face. But you know when you're calling yourself the best or the king or whatever that's a heel right there. Yeah. Something I, else I seen online as well was this match couldn't go on last because of the heel turn. Yeah. Did you oh, yeah. watch the main event? Uh, <laughs> true, true enough. Uh, moving on then to another match which um, took up a lot of attention towards the start of the show and then to when it came on. We're talking about The Undertaker and John Cena. <laughs> now, uh, am I the only one to think John Cena lost because he had so many beers? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably, yes. Probably. I think he only ran because it was his round. <laughs> <laughs> it was his round, the guy behind him was like, where's my beer? And he's like, nope. No, no, no <laughs> the referee time. showed up just in time to tell him Undertaker was here. An interesting dynamic we learned before the show was uh, from Mr. Kwaku here, where he said that Cena, w- no, no, Cena, Taker was meant to be badass Taker. Mm-hmm. But because of an incident with Mr. Kid Rock at the Hall of Fame, we, were, we didn't get that. But we got Dead Man Taker, I mean... Were people pleased to see Taker back? I know we had some mixed reactions on the show last week mm. talking about Undertaker. He looked a happy. lot better. He did, he looked in good shape. Yeah, looked in good shape. That prosthetic hip's obviously working well for him. It was his, it was his arms as well. Like, in previous years, he's looked like really slimmed down. Mm-hmm. But he looked like 2009 Taker when he fought Michaels. He had the massive arms that, you know, he's built within an inch of his life. He had the long hair, which is much like mine and Dave's hair, going back quicker. <laughs> Obviously, it's not Baron Corbin's. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ. Oh. <laughs> Baron Corbin looks like Homer Simpson with long hair. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Homer Simpson at the top and Hulk Hogan at the back. <laughs> no, but he looked so much, but he looked like the proper Undertaker because this guy we've seen the past couple of years has been a shell of himself. And it's been the best, because uh, it only went two minutes, it's been the best Taker match since probably 30, at WrestleMania, that is. Probably since 21. Oh no, 30. 29. 29. 29, yeah. Yeah, probably his best WrestleMania match on, and his best match overall since the Hell in a Cell with Brock Lesnar uh, three years ago. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was good for what it was. It, the, I think the whole handling of it, you kind of thought... The only thing I didn't like was the constant panning to see on the crowd, yeah. especially when we got uh, two great matches to start the show mm. and we saw a lot of Cena. Uh, Gary, who we talked about a minute ago, was not very happy that... Our uh, champion. Gary. Yes, our champion. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm All hail for, the Gary. I'm coming for that title. <laughs> 
I'll tell you where he lives. You can have an interesting scrap. We'll do a House of Horrors match. His um, his daughter and son will both batter you. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, his daughter will batter you. She has, she has a she has a she has a killer belly to belly. Yeah, I think given the women's battle royal results, she's going to be pretty ticked off. So yeah, um, take her. Uh, he wasn't happy the fact that Cena's running had to happen while Charlotte and Asuka were still doing their exchange. Mm. Oh. Which kind of took away from the moment of that such a great match with they two, but uh, the king of the segment, Elias. <laughs> <laughs> I, what a heel move that was from Elias. I, I, fear he's, so, I fear he's getting slowly jobbed out now. I'm always happy to see Elias, but it was when you're expecting that iconic bong that you just... You hear that guitar strum? You, you hear one... <laughs> You hear one lone strum like, and I, should I stay or should I go? And it's just like, oh god, no, gonna go away. <laughs> but I, lo- I love that you think we'll get a match. I think this is leading to a match between these two next year. Hopefully, career versus yeah. career. Mm. I mean, that's the rumor floating around. I thought it should have been career versus career this year. Mm. Undertaker's already been announced for the match. Maybe Cena should have just asked for one at the Saudi Arabia show. I think no. Been- I think. When you're when you've got that many people watching WrestleMania, how can you pass on the opportunity to have that many people watching two icons like Cena and Taker go at it? I no, mean, because they haven't fought since like 2003. Yeah. No, 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 on Raw 2000 and no, they were tag team partners then, were they not? No, they fought on Raw. It went to a no contest. <laughs> I need to go this. <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna go to the bathroom again. I'll let, I'll let just stay there this time. I'll let you be the stats. <laughs> In fact, no. It was two. It was two thousand nine. They fought in the Superstar of the Year tournament. Mm, interesting. I think Cena won. Someone must clarify this. We will get this clarified before the end. So, if you're listening and you know the answer to this, uh, tweet us on Facebook as it's Suplex Retweet. Uh, moving on from that one, we have got the most anticipated moment of WrestleMania pre-show. Who was going to be Braun Strowman's <laughs> tag team partner? I've warmed up to that. I th- I, I've, I've warmed up to it as well. I like, uh, I like how annoyed people have got because it's like, we watched a show where a man dressed as a white walker, a man who thinks he ha- can speak to the soul of Andre the Giant when a battle royal. <laughs> we had a magical lightning zombie man reappear. We had also in the battle royal, we had a man who was burned horribly in a fire, yet has still managed to wrestle for 20 years. <laughs> But with no marks, yes, no marks. Yes. And it's now running for mayor. Yes, and two two cult former cult people won the tag team titles. Another former cult man was in a tag team title match. <laughs> Cesaro, who used to yodel, yeah, I'll, I'll keep going. A man who calls himself the big dog. Dog. <laughs> and a woman who descended in her entrance from the sky, calling herself a goddess. But. A ten-year-old for the crowd was the most ridiculous thing. Nicholas looked more normal than half the wrestlers. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that didn't one of the commentators say that was a little girl at first. I think, I think, think everyone's like it's a little girl, and I'm like, I'm like, he's picked a little girl. What are you doing? And he's like, what's your name? And he's like, Nicholas. Nicholas. And you're like, it's a boy. That's a pretty name, young lady. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, when the, the match first happened, I was kind of like, what? What is going on? Mm. Now I'm warming to it because it's perfect for bronze for bronze character. Mm. I mean, to be fair, when the bar came out with that entrance. Oh my god! Oh, I love it. There you go. There's something else. The Mardi Gras float. I love that. I love that. That was pure uh, jobbing out entrance. <laughs> it's when the, it's when Bron came out and obviously all you see is just all these big figurines obviously running away with the hands on the face screaming. That I was perilous over. See, 
see the point when it, see the point where he went into the float and then kind of looked at the middle I was kind of like Ray's going to pop out from the float that's what I, that's what I said. for a moment I temporarily thought yeah Ray Mysterio is going to pop out but then he the pushed floor. it away and I was like oh, okay Ray can still come out then he started walking I was like it's not going to be Ray uh, we talked I was the- so hoping for Neville. I was getting my Jordy, oi, 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 ready. <laughs> and it was just, it was awful. We're not going to see Neville in WWE again. That's something that, now I'm upset about Nicholas we, again. We, <laughs> <laughs> we talked on the follow-up show on Monday briefly, and on the, before the show, of the people who Braun walked by. Uh, no Way Jose, who we heard in the break. Uh, Trent Seven was another. Trent Seven. Johnny Moss got a... <laughs> Did an absolute belter of a I don't want you to pick me. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was great, but um, we also saw I think there was pictures going with Braun Strowman's dad in the front row. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would have been great. We're gonna get all the, all these hands. <laughs> I knew what the the really devastating thing was about that pick was. You should have seen some of the names we were floating around for the sweepstake. You know, he, Ross had like you know he was saying there was Neville, there was Rey Mysterio, there was Big Show, Big Cass, Samoa Joe. Anyone? It's not big, it's not big cast anymore. No, it's just, just cast. cast. Just cast, right? Cast no longer. Calling Cassidy again. Okay. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, but I think, you know, having looked look back on it, I think it suits Bronze perfectly because he didn't need a tag team partner to begin with. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it did what it did. It got a lot of talking points. Uh, Nicholas has got a Twitter page made for him. He's, he's going to be made for life. John Cohen was the referee. We talked about this on Monday. Yeah, you mentioned, like, you know, did you pay attention to the fact that Nicholas turned out to be John Cohen's son and that John Cohen was the referee in the match? But I remember saying, I wasn't paying attention to who was refereeing. I was more concerned with the fact that Braun just picked a 10-year-old kid as his tag team partner in a tag team championship match. It made sense. It had to be John Cole. I'm kind of disappointed when he could tag didn't he didn't just like boot the bar like in, in the shins <laughs> or something. I, 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 I was hoping he'd, uh, I was, you know, Strack was saying like he hoped he gets broke kicked or at least given us his arrow <laughs> swing because that would have made, made a bit more sense. I just wanted to see him just attack the bar, just, just go swing and see what happens. No, I just like, you just put your hand yeah. out, so it's like, and some, 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 some yeah. of Cesaro's tweets as well afterwards, you oh know, my he's God. like, um, <laughs> stupid kid. And there was another one as well, I think, um, in Bavaria, like, Kids over the age of under the age of twelve aren't allowed to watch wrestling events. And then <laughs> Cesaro tweeted, tweeted WrestleMania should be in Bavaria for next year. <laughs> but yeah, it, it did its job, and we'll talk about what happened in Raw with these two NOE. But I mean, let's all, let's go through some of the other matches on the card, which we didn't really get a chance to talk to Monday, and we'll go into as well. Uh, the pre-show was very up and down. We had a very good cruiserweight match between mm. Cedric and Mustafa Ali. I did laugh. One of our former panelists, uh, Stephen Louch, mentioned <laughs> Mustafa Ali. He doesn't watch WWE, so he didn't know who he was. He went, "Who's the lad in the Shield away tap?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think some of us said, "Who's who's Sub Zero?" That was me. I said, "Who's Sub Zero?" So, but that was a very good match that got uh, ruined, I think, by all those adverts. The, the double pop-up yeah. advert. With a big yeah. one about the Ronda match. I mean, mm-hmm. you've got these two having a great match in the corner. Uh, that, Ross, was, that was disgraceful. Uh, Ross talked about uh, the broke, the Woken one, Matt Hardy, winning the Battle Royal. Uh, Do you know how little they cared about that this year? Yeah, I mean, you said it was on the... Yeah, it was on the first hour. The second hour was on the USA Network. So it wasn't even... They didn't even care enough to get money for it. They just went, Ugh, that really needs to turn into the New Japan style. That It's a 60-second gauntlet Battle Royal, and there's only 20 people in it. And it means everybody gets a pop for their music. They bring back legends. They bring back, they bring up, you know, young and up and coming talent. That's really what that should be because WrestleMania isn't just a case of everybody getting a card. No, not everybody deserves to be on WrestleMania. Yeah, I mean, we also had the uh, the heel turn of the century by Naomi. 
in the battle royal. <laughs> was it a heel turn? Oh, she hid outside the ring. She waited for Bailey to chuck Sasha out. That's that. That's heel. Mm. I tell you one thing. It was a heel turn by Naomi last night. I had to watch her face Natalia for nearly twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I was sleep deprived as hell. <laughs> I just wanted the wrestling to end and I had to watch 20 minutes of Naomi versus Natalia. Eat Sleep Suplex retweet where our panellists really love wrestling. <laughs> I'm sorry, but when you need to listen to Natalia and her stupid Shakira style voice, <laughs> what, what? <laughs> Natal- Natalia. <laughs> uh, uh, it was also good to see Daniel Bryan back in the ring. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, One of the pops of the night. Took too long for him to come in. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I was quite disappointed that they actually had him so long out of there. I was, I thought, I thought the reasoning for that, and I was kind of on board that, was like, oh, well, they're building him back in slowly, he's not going to be wrestling too much, and then two nights later on SmackDown, ah, oh, he's going to fight AJ Styles, that. Like, All right, well, what? There goes my theory <laughs> in the window. <laughs> uh, Mr. Mc, Mr. McMahon's son needs to learn how to punch. I think I talked mm. about this on Monday. He's, he, he's punching is terrible. He does, he, 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 does, he does a mean coast to coast. He's better yeah. suited to be a heel where he comes in when the opponent's down and he just kicks into them. Because nobody can, nobody can muck up a kick. <laughs> he also needs to see a doctor about his excessive sweating because that's just... <laughs> Have you seen Brock Lesnar? Uh, okay, well Brock Lesnar's the... It's should... like they're, they're teaming up together on a well, sweat patch. They make, actually, they, they would make an excellent tag team. They both sweat like crazy and they both suffered from diverticulitis. Does Shane really have diverticulitis? Yeah, well, he, he was did. clutching his stomach, yeah, he had a hernia. It so was, he was hospitalised. Uh, it, must, it must have been mild. It must have been mild. Yeah, Brock Lesnar nearly I mean, really killed him. There's no way he could have recovered in that amount of time if it wasn't serious. Or, if it was serious. Uh, we also had the Bludgeon Brothers become the new tag team champions from SmackDown, beating the Usos in the New Day. This match went on really short, considering it was a match many of us expected to kick off. Mm-hmm. Uh, many of us thought it could steal the show. Yeah, mm, that's when they thought it was going to have the TLC stipulation. Yeah, even still though, the Usos had amazing matches in 2014 and 15 with the, the then called Wyatt family, and they've had amazing matches with the New Day. So you thought, oh, well, you know, you put the two of them together, you know, have them just go at it for 10 minutes, 100 mile an hour, but no, it was just like five minutes, a five minute squash. Mm, yeah, it was quite. A- I think it was. Um- it was it was let down by time constraints. That's my opinion of it. Quacker, like, um, Quacker, you got a stat here. Uh, oh, is it oh, it was the, oh, it was the John Cena Undertaker. Um, this is the last I could find before WrestleMania 34. So apparently, the last that Quacker could find that John Cena Undertaker faced was June twenty fourth, two thousand and four. Oh, on mm, SmackDown. On SmackDown. Yep. Well, so, it was close enough. So two years were wrong. <laughs> but yeah, um, but yeah, Uh-oh. I think the SmackDown tag title match was let down by time constraints. Oh, Large, yeah. Largely because it was in between um, Rousey and Angle and Undertaker uh, Cena. Cena, yeah. And I think. Oh no, there was one from what, 2006. Yeah, found it here. Oh. 2006. Oh, they, they, fought they fought on the Raw. Wow. We were all wrong. Boom. We've got 2006 in advance, in advance, in advance. <laughs> 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 Am I just the winner of stats today? Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, you know, given the feud like New Day Usos had and, you know, like Usos Wyatt family, the two out of three falls backlash 2014, if I remember rightly. Nope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Battle group. Look, look it up. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, you, yeah, I'm just going to stop You two need to kiss and make up. Moving on. Give me a cuddle. To give Dave a bit of a rest, the other match we not talked about, uh, Na- well, we talked about briefly, Nia Jax uh, getting the sweet revenge over Alexa Bliss. Uh, Ross thought it should have been a squash. Did anybody else think it should have been a squash? 
Mm-hmm. Dave's eating a biscuit, but he agrees. <laughs> <laughs> Alan Sayer, uh, do you think it should have been a squash? Do you think the time was good? Probably, actually. I mean, considering obviously, yeah, Mickey James obviously getting beaten up, I'm surprised she didn't snap her ankle in those heels. Oh, oh yeah. Um, I mean, I think we can all sympathise with Sarah's plight there of high heels. I mean, I know many a night me and Stevie have been out in the town. And <laughs> we've had to hold each other up in our high heels. Honestly, sorry, Sarah, I'll let you speak now. Interrupting <laughs> me. Um, no, I thought it was really good. Obviously, I'm still, I'm still. Obviously, I love the fact that I obviously got got her championship opportunity and obviously won the championship. I'm still wishing that she had beaten Alexa to a pulp and got herself disqualified. Oh, and then the cashing. Or have the cashing. Mm, maybe. That would have been interesting. Alan? I can see both ways, but I kind of like the way it did go. He gave, her, he gave her a chance to really stick the boot into her and get revenge, the whole bullying angle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of like, you always dream of just get bullying, just hit him. So, yeah. And just take your time with him. That's kind of what she did. It did a good job, but uh, yeah, it was a WrestleMania. It was, um, you know, seven hours spectacular. And had some low points and some high points, but I think it was, can you agree, it was entertaining for the most part. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of the best WrestleManias. You think? Until, really the, and, and, well, until the last match. Yeah. Until I the think, last match, yeah. I think it started off really, really well, but it just went sort of downhill towards the end. I think, and a main event is supposed to sort of let everybody leave on a high. It didn't happen again. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah. I think the saying, you can't please everyone all the time, I think that's the problem with the likes of... Like SummerSlam, the main event was praised, but they had the Cass Big Show uh, Enzo in a Cage match, and you had the the poor Shinsuke versus Jinder title match, mm-hmm. and then Survivor Series this year that went a good while. Every match was praised except the main event. It's it's the trouble with doing these seven, six, seven hour shows. You're never going to please everyone. No, you're not. It's a hard one, but it's good that we got a good bit of entertainment out of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So moving on from WrestleMania, we've obviously got. The Raw and SmackDown after Mania. Uh, it's seen many a great thing happen in history. We've had cash-ins from Dykes of Dolph Ziggler. We've had big returns. We've had big debuts. We've had Sheamus and Randy Orton getting brutalised by the crowds. <laughs> uh, we've had everything. And it's, one, it's the most highly anticipated Raw and SmackDown. SmackDown now gets just as equal a, a, a playing ground with it being on a Tuesday night. Uh, so the most anticipated match nights... On the rest on the Raw SmackDown calendar, uh, so we're going to go in both shows. We'll put both shows together. And we're going to see what our best moments were from the both the nights. Uh, obviously, you only need to give one. You don't need to give one from Raw and SmackDown. We're just going to mush them together. Uh, Alan, what are you going to go with? Cut angles, TNA line. Oh, <laughs> I, I nearly wet myself. Yes. I was howling, and it's it was Kevin wins his face when he <laughs> said that as well. As well. No. Brilliant. Could, could anybody just confirm this to me? Cut Angle's a TNA Hall of Famer, isn't he? That's yes, he is. <laughs> yep. he, was, he was the first, wasn't no, he? I no, think Sting, Sting was the first. first. Sting first. I think he was. Right, yeah, Sting was first, he was second. I think Cut Angle turned it down at one point. He was, I think he was off at first uh-huh. and turned it down and mm-hmm. he chose Sting. Yeah. And then he said second, yeah. Cut Angle was the second. There has only been six Hall of Famers if you count the Dudleys as one. So... Yeah, that's interesting they gave him that line as opposed to anybody else, but it was right after Lashley's debut. I think, <laughs> I think also as well, like Jarrett just got Hall of Fame, WWE, yeah. you know, he started the company. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're missing a trick if they don't have Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn turn up on 205 Live, sucking their guts in. Yeah, we're too- <laughs> 
Yeah, we're 205. We want to work here and just have Drake Maverick know that thing you do when your pal's something he's got and you just kind of slap him <laughs> in the belly just was it. Like, you're not 205. Go away. I think Sabi will find that a bit easier. Oh, we do not fat shame on this podcast, Dave. Again, again, you've, you've, you've hurt somebody's feelings. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Thanks very much. <laughs> you've hurt... You've caught Alan fat now as well, honestly. I did not! <laughs> Big bone, you did not disrespect the big dog. You're getting speared. I didn't say anything! That man survived six F5s, furious elbows to the face, and many and other a, things. And a tore ACL last week, which he actually did do. <laughs> no, but uh, my favourite, I think, moment of the night was the return of Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley got a really surprising pop. I didn't, I didn't, would opinion. you call it, I didn't uh, read any of the rumours online about it. I knew there was rumours of him going back to WWE, but I thought, fuck, he's no short of WrestleMania, he's no short of NXT, he's no, he's no coming. And then we had another Elias moment, and again, I just, after last night, it hurt my feelings, Elias. <laughs> <laughs> and I was so happy to see someone take him out, and the fact that it was Bobby Lashley, we've not seen in WWE since 2000, about... 2008, I think it was 2008, yeah. 2008? You got sidelined with a shoulder injury and never came back. Jesus Christ. Well, there you go, 2008, and uh, nearly 10 years since we last seen Bobby Lashley. And it was, although, is his eyebrows tattooed on? Oh, that, <laughs> that, that, that was something that I found. Hang on, I'm going to ask his makeup artist. That, <laughs> hey, what is up with his eyebrows? I mean, <laughs> please. <laughs> uh, I was surprised how good a reaction Bobby Lashley got because I remember when he first came in, he was kind of like that, the 2007 version of Roman Reigns, pushed to yeah. the moon, and fans were only buying it. I think it's the way WWE pushed him. He went to TNA and showed how good he could be. Oh yeah, his, his heel run at TNA when he last had the belt there. It was kind of like, it was a, a bit of a stoned version of the Hall of Pain Mark Henry thing. Only in TNA, obviously, but he didn't have the same uh, power that Mark Henry got. Obviously, he's a big, powerful guy, but it was obviously good that he, he, he's, he made the skip. He skipped NXT and went to Raw. I mean, there's all big rumours he's going to face Lesnar in the coming year. Mm-hmm. Could you see him being the guy who ends Lesnar's WWE run? I know oh, Alan would yes, love that. Yeah, I, <laughs> yes, I would absolutely scream the house down. I'd, I'd love him forever if he ended that. Rumour has yeah. it he's going to face Lesnar at SummerSlam. Really? Yeah. For there the, was sort I of hope he fights Lesnar, I really do, just to prove a point. <laughs> yeah, I think, no, those two, you know, Bobby Lashley's got a bit of a, a sort of fighter's MMA background as well, so I think those two would just... Like make sparks fly, but yeah, it's can a good I say chant of the night. We are scumbags. Yeah, oh, yes. yes, fantastic. You, how can you mention? How can you discuss the raft media and not discuss how smarky the crowd were? Like you know, I think the um, the Seth Rollins segment as well was really good. You know, what, after the show. No, um, oh, I know they were playing with the beach balls at, uh, when the cameras went off, but no, it was the, the when he first came out and did his Grand Slam champion promo and. You know, there was the crowd was just so behind him. They gave him the loudest "burn it down" chant. They gave him "Grand Slam Rollins, you deserve it." And then, you know, with Finn Balor, Miz coming out, I think it was a really worked, really well worked uh, promo. And then Jeff Hardy comes back. So, was this your favorite moment, Dave, or did you have another one? No, I'd say this was <laughs> one of my favorites. I'd say purely because I think it's uh, three very talented guys, and you know, you had a return pop in, and then obviously the interactions with. Matt Hardy and Bray backstage as well. I think that was quite good. I really like that. Um, the I think one of the other moments. Well, I think I'd probably have to say Bobby Lashley coming back. But yeah, Ross pretty much mentioned it already. So you've went with Bobby Lashley. You couldn't have thought of another moment that wasn't the one Ross said. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I said you know the Intercontinental, everything that happened with those guys. That was uh, I'd say that was my favourite. 
Anyway, Sarah, what's your favourite one? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Hello, I'm still here. Uh, well, no, obviously I've got two different favourite moments obviously from both shows obviously and hopefully we will get on to my favourite moment of Smackdown later on but my favourite moment of Raw Samoa Joe coming back and obviously oh. saying that Samo- uh, that Roman Reigns needs to get the Tunfall ho- hats out because there's a conspiracy against them oh. I was There is, I'm telling you I was fearless <laughs> We, I love Samoa Joe mm-hmm. I think he's I so good him. He's fantastic and I've missed him When he puts when he gets the moment and he puts Reigns in the clutch, it's going to be brilliant. <laughs> Did you hear his line at the Hall of Fame? Joe's? Uh, no, Renee no. Young interviewed uh, Samoa Joe and obviously... Mate, looked. mate. Did you say May Young? No, Renee. I thought you said May Young. I was like, what? <laughs> I thought you said May as well. Like very, very talented there, mate. I'm MC8, man. It's Renee Young, but she was using May Young's hand. Uh, <laughs> no, it was uh, Renee Young interviewing Samoa Joe and he turned round to uh, Renee Young and said, I hear your husband couldn't make it tonight. Oh, what a shame. And then walked away. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I missed that. I've missed brilliant. I have missed Samoa Joe. It's a shame he's not been on the he's missed he's not been on the card for the last two manias. Yeah. Uh, he, he deserves to get something, you know, and uh, hopefully it's a good if, run. If he breaks his leg next year and uh, and he's out for Mania I will be campaigning just to get him in there with that crutch in the Battle Royal <laughs> he deserves at least if Kurt Hawkins has had two WrestleManias in a row Samoa Joe deserves one wheelchair race in the ramp <laughs> him and Kamala they'll, they'll still beat Undertaker down <laughs> yeah Raw was full of some great moments I think it was fair to say I mean uh, Braun and Nicholas had to drop the tag belts yeah, due to scheduling arrangements, you know, because he's a he's a fourth grader and he had to go to school. I don't think since Edge relinquished the world title due to retiring, have I cried so much at someone having to give up a title. <laughs> it's an emotional moment just to yeah. think about now. You know that people say, like, stay in school and that? Mm-hmm. He could make a fortune just being the Raw Tag Team Champion, so I don't see why he didn't just ditch school and become a full-time WWE superstar. Yeah. It's the law. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah, not allowed to leave school. Uh, he could be homeschooled. We've got, um We've got some of the call-ups as well. We had Offers of Pain, now without Paul Ehring. I was gutted at that. Well, I don't think Paul Ehring wants to do the schedule. No, no, he doesn't, but at the same time, we knew it was coming, but at the same time, it's like, oh, God, no. It's still heartbreaking. Uh, speaking of heartbreaking, this one was heartbreaking for Ross, Ember Moon. I know. <laughs> Where were you, you dafty? <laughs> I had you in a sweepstake. Yeah, for those who don't know, Ross had Ember Moon down in the sweepstake for the Women's Battle Royal. <laughs> he, he, he put too much thought into it. I really did. To see where there should have been thought, I didn't put any, and when there was just straightforward answers, I was fantasy booking. If there's any lessons to be learned from that, is that, you know, I learned this lesson back at WrestleMania 30. I said Rusev was going to win the Andre, the, the first ever Andre Battle Royal. Don't choose somebody who you know who's probably not expected to be in it. I think it's when he starts, when he saw the NXT people, uh, female wrestlers who were yeah. there. It was uh, who the hell was that Indian woman? Can I say the first ever Indian lassie signed by the yeah. WWE? Tenara Conte, Bianca Belair, who yeah. uh, used that hair to great effect. She always Bianca, does. Bianca Belair, Dakota had a, Kai, had a good May Young classic, but she's had like three matches on NXT yeah. since, and then that Brazilian lassie was used once she, by the Undisputed <laughs> Era to distract Nikki Cross. They then dumped her immediately after that, and she got beat up two weeks in a row by Nikki Cross. <laughs> Why was she in there? Where was Ember Moon? Where was Nikki Cross for that I matter? Know. Where was Nikki Cross as well? Uh, who, 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 in the crowd. There what, was what, what happened to Billy Kay as well? Why did Peyton get in and Billy didn't? Yeah, I mean, that, that, that makes what happened the next night a bit more surprising. There was so much that happened with Raw, we can't get through it all, sadly, because we've also got SmackDown. Uh, the one we talked about just there was the 
the, de the debut of the Iconic duo oh. as a duo. Yay! Yay! Uh, but are they called Iconics? Yeah, uh, it's weird. The, 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 it's like the two eyes as well on their hashtag. Iconic, the hashtag, yeah. The iconic. So it's like. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I mean, uh, I know a friend of the podcast and past panelist David Campbell was very happy to see the iconic duo. <laughs> I think if we didn't see the iconic duo, he, you know, may have gave up on wrestling. He would have gone <laughs> Maharajar. I, iconic, uh, see I started there, I, iconic, iconic <laughs> duo made that smackdown for me, them and Carmella. Yes, because they led to the cash in! The cash in, hey, about a couple of days Camilla late. Carmella is money. Which ends the horrific fact that they keep pointing out that she held the briefcase the longest. Yeah. 287 like, days. It's like record briefcase holders, like that's not a good thing. Yeah, and the, no, it's not that, Edge done a lot with it. Seth Rollins held it for nearly a year. Did a lot with it. Dolph Ziggler did a lot with it. Dolph Ziggler had great matches on, you know, even challenge for world titles while still the champion. Uh -huh. so what was the point? What, what did she actually do? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's more yeah, the I fact mean, that the ref was actually confused. See, oh yeah, Mike it was the Mike same referee who did Baron Corbin's cash in. Uh, Mike Kyoda, the most experienced referee. Like, uh, wait, 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 what? what? Are you, are you sure? sure? Are you really sure? Are you really, really, really like, yes, sure? Just do it. Just do it. Yeah, yeah, it was just sort of just pausing for about a minute, just like wondering. It reminded that's what made me think it was going to fail. It reminded me of back in the day and Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, where Chris Tarrant would pause for a good thirty seconds <laughs> exactly. and then just go. Well, you'll find out the answer after the break, and you just hear the audience go, Oh, come on! That would have been so good. You want to cash in? Aye. Well, you'll do it after the break. <laughs> I mean, one of the things that kind of disappointed me, obviously, we got Iconic Duo, but that's all we got in terms yeah. of call-ups, yeah. Iconic Duo. We yeah. had many, uh, Ross did a poll before the show. And yeah, we had, uh, we had Neville, because we were including 205 Live as well, we had Neville, Rey Mysterio, Big Cass and Dean Ambrose to return. And we had the iconic duo, who were the only ones that debuted. Sanity, Johnny Gargano, and Andrade Cien Almas. I loved it. We didn't even get Cassius Ono. No, no. nobody. <laughs> I'm, 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 this was a really good opportunity to call up Sanity as well, because I mean, like Killian Dane, you know, if he's not going to chase the North American Championship, I think that would have been the ideal time to call him mm. up, especially. I actually, I actually think they're going to do. Do you remember when Enzo and Cass came up without Carmella? Oh yeah, uh, you're not gonna come up without. No, I, I think, no, they better not. I think they are going to split them up. I think Nikki Cross is going to go one way, and be on, on Raw. I think Sanity of Wolf and Eric Young because they're not as over as Killian, mm -hmm. will be a tag team on SmackDown, and I think Lars and Demo, I'm uh, oh, sorry, Killian. <laughs> Uh, are going to stay on NXT and have a feud. Yes, to use his Sunday name, Demo. Yes. <laughs> my, yeah. my good friend, Demo. I hope they don't do that. I would love to see them stay together. Uh, so that, but I think they're cutting it. Well, you think about it, there's still a faction on NXT, but they're all sort of going, they're all sort of doing their own things. I mean, Wolf and Young weren't even on the, the takeover. No. Mm -hmm. Nobody, no. None of them were. None of them were. No, not no, even, not no, even no, Nikki. Killian was. Well, oh, Killian was, was. sorry. Oh, yeah, Killian sorry. was. Yeah. Kate, sorry. Completely. I'm still wanting Nikki to come around and just chase somebody out the right. Where, just where was Nikki Cross? I mean, she's been MIA for quite a bit, hasn't she? Uh, since the first round, I think, of this, the Dusty Rose Classic, where she was playing a big part in winning that match. Yeah. Uh, a moment that we didn't really mention on Raw because we kind of had to go by it quickly, but it was a big part of SmackDown, was the retirement of Paige, the official Aww. retirement of Paige. Yeah. Uh, Paige. Truly a gutting moment. It was quite a sad moment. I mean, me, uh, me and Quacko were debating what to use as the break, and at one point we were talking about using Paige, and I was like, no, we can't use Paige. Don't use Paige on the break. That'd be quite sad. So we went with that. We'd have lost Sarah for the second half. <laughs> 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 
But thankfully, we were, it's not the last we've seen a page, and she's now the SmackDown GM. Yeah. Oh, I know. What do you think she'll add to it replacing Daniel Bryan? Well, I'm hoping that she just like just moves all the guys away and just makes it, you know, SmackDown is now the women's division. That mm. is just it. Every woman on SmackDown, there you go, on show. I th- would like her to become, do you remember, other than The Miz, mm-hmm. the first, say, six, seven months of Daniel Bryan's GM career, mm-hmm. he didn't do anything. He just, he was an effective GM. He showed up when matches were needed. He didn't steal the spotlight. He didn't steal the show. I hope Paige does that. Because she's a, she's much like Daniel Bryan. She's beloved when she's understated, and she just there's no need for her to get involved if she's not wrestling. Do you think uh, her now being the SmackDown GM will lead to Absolution going to SmackDown in the draft? No, oh, I hope the shakeup. No. Sorry, no, I don't I think so. Not. Or do you think they'll go solo themselves? They, they, they need new music. No, because they've they've turned uh, they've basically turned Paige face. Because how can you not turn someone who's had to retire after giving at the age of, twi- at the age of 25, uh, 25 yeah. has mm. gave everything I mean, to wrestling and got injured and most, then most of us are older than her and she's retired that's yeah, nice yeah. well I'm no older than her Jesus give <laughs> <laughs> me a bit of credit oh the rest of us are <laughs> the baby of the podcast here uh, <laughs> yeah but at 25 yeah, she retired <laughs> and then the <laughs> <laughs> and yet you also sound like the oldest I know I also look the oldest for Christ's sake <laughs> I look like a badly aged pair. <laughs> anyway, if I could make my original point about Paige, aye, how can you turn someone who has had to retire due to giving her body to this sport? Um, don't shut, don't <laughs> shut up. <laughs> and then the next night came out and gave an impassioned promo about how she wants to to help the division. How can you put a heel stable with her? No, you can't. Nah. It just doesn't work. So what are they going to do with the the villain Rose? They'll just be like, fresh start. Do what? Do. Are they going to job to Ronda? I hope not. No, that's where Alicia Fox and Dana Brooke are there for. Mm. We've done a brick out of this! It's unless Sasha turns heel and obviously they end up just sort of siding with Sasha. Maybe Sasha could become sort of the new absolution, fill yeah. the gap. I just mm. said that. <laughs> Team bad. Listen! <laughs> use them! Listen, just take their headphones off for a minute. Listen to how it's going. Actually, you don't even need to take the headphones off. You can hear people on the headphones. It's not like I'm right next to you. I was about to say, she's literally, she's closer to you than I am, and I'm sitting next to you. I was just, I was just reiterating the point that I agree with it. That's all. Aye, but, uh, uh, Team Bad 2.0 could be a good show. Potentially, I mean, the only other point I really want to bring up about SmackDown was we got age, another dream match yes. of uh, AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan, where Nakamura came in and interfered towards the end and took out both of them. Will we see these two in the triple, these three in a triple threat match? Yes. I hope so. For the title. I'm hoping so, but at the greatest Royal Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping so, but at the same time, just to be the the dark rain cloud on this parade, uh, Extreme Rules uh, ran an advertisement in the local area where the event's going to be held, and it was AJ Styles, Baron Corbin, and Shinsuke Nakamura. Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin and all six of his hairs. It's card subject <laughs> to change, it's fine. Yeah, like the greatest Royal Rumble is advertising the bar versus the Hardys, but that's not happening now. Well, there may be one Hardy. Well, one Hardy. Well, one. they got three quarters of it right, at least. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Delete. Eight, wonder of eight, or whatever the heck he's oh, called that trophy. Humongous wonder number eight. <laughs> <laughs> We should just have an episode where we're talking like walking language. Sorry. Oh, botch. Well done, Ross. Well done. Sorry, I was was watching a press conference on my phone. Sorry about that. Why would you even do that? 
Uh, anyway, moving swiftly. So weird. What are you doing? Turn it off! Stop it! Turn it off! Delete! 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 Ross, delete! That's it. Delete! Ross, you just go home. Bye. I know. Bye. You oh. can join David in the toilet after the show. Uh, do I rephrase that? <laughs> I no, I do not. That's it. Just keep me here. Ross, um. This is a professional podcast. Uh, do that again and you'll be obsolete. Oh. oh. Does, do we have any other points we want to add about Raw and Smackdown after Mania? Yes, actually, I've got my stats. Just to sort of... Yes, Ross, for, turn that off! Ross! I'm trying to get... Ross, turn it off! Right, put your phone away, just take your phone away. Just put it, there can I, you can go. I just add something? No! I just noticed what I clicked on. It was a press conference for Rampage, which stars the rock. We are a... We oh are my a, God. We are a wrestling podcast. It was all part of the plan. Anyway, away from that. See ya. Yes, stats. my stats. Yeah. Obviously, as you see, we had... Daniel Bryan and AJ for the first time in a WWE ring, may I add. Mm-hmm. I was speaking with my pal Mark, who listens to the podcast, that it's the first time that they've wrestled since they've both got long hair. <laughs> right? But it's also the first time that they had wrestled in a ring since Ring of Honor 2006. And yes, that was my stat, and I'm making sure that I am getting credit for that. <laughs> but I have another one. Ooh. I have another one, yes. Go for it. Obviously, I'm all about the stats today. I need to earn my keep. But obviously, see on SmackDown, mm-hmm. 75% of that show was to make a number one contender where the winners were actually the people who were due their rematch. That contractual rematch, it was actually the winners that won those matches. David, top that. I got nothing. Yes! You, like, to- you told us you had stats. I know. I had, yeah, Did Carmella, 287 days as champions. That was your stat! <laughs> no, hang on. It's like what we were talking about earlier, Steve. is like, Jeff Hardy is Brother Nero. I actually had one from WrestleMania, but we sort of jumped the gun a bit. What was it? Go for it. Um, it was actually the first Mania since WrestleMania 27 where both world titles didn't change hands. Both world titles were retained. Meh. That was your stat. That's not good. They were your two stats. That's not good. Yes. <laughs> stats galore here the day It's also the fact that Shinsuke Nakamura does not speak English, apparently. Right. That was another great moment in SmackDown. Oh. <laughs> I love that. Do you know what they made that so much better? If he played it up, if he put on like a stupid voice or something. Like just play, because we know he can speak English, he can speak perfectly good English. But it was just, you're right there, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no, just insulted that I'm being, I might be made redundant as stats guy here. Well, you're after the next three weeks, I wouldn't expect Well, this that. is the time of year where we start seeing future endeavours. Mm-hmm. And you're going to New York for three may- weeks, may- I wouldn't expect a seat here when you Maybe come back. I just, yeah, I need to go away, become repackaged and I'll come back. As we a, need to put you in the, uh, was it the lake? Lake of Reincarnation, lake of yeah. reincarnation. Uh, I'm going to go and find the Lake of Reincarnation and I'll come back the, as a fresh man. I.e. the River Clyde. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry Ross, what were you saying? I've not got any stats. I, I mean, if you want some animal stats, I can give you them. But no, no, please, no. But we'll the Capybara is the largest rodent of the rodent family. There you are. <laughs> wrestling, everybody, wrestling. Quickly in one brief bit, uh, give us one uh, star you think will go in the shake-up. Like tr- switch brands. Yes, Jeff Hardy is my I think Jeff Hardy as well. Sarah. No, oh, I don't want him to though. <laughs> I really don't want him to, but I would actually like to see Bailey come to SmackDown. Mm. I think she needs it. I am going with Daniel Bryan going to Raw and continuing his feuds with The Miz. Yes! Oh, I yes! Act- I actually said on Twitter actually, last what, night. What if The Miz goes back to SmackDown? Then no. it would just, that's just too much switching. Okay. Sorry, that's, just free no, 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 no. I mean, like, what if Miz goes to SmackDown instead of Bryan going to Raw? Yeah, but Miz only came to Raw last year. Something I will say, though, is I said on Twitter last night. Whoever lost the New Day Uso match, I predicted going to Raw. So I've got a feeling New Day are going to go to Raw, and whoever loses Bailey v Carmella, eh, Bailey versus Sasha Banks mm-hmm. on Raw this week, is gone the other way. 
because you've seen it last year Nia Jax got a big push by taking out Charlotte uh, the revival took out New Day and then the next night they switched brands so it's mm. sort of like a like Dave Meltzer talks about back in the day when somebody left a territory they get absolutely annihilated Mm. I, th- I think that's sort of what the day we're all. Interesting. They, they kind of did that last year with Charlotte and Nia Jax. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well. Yeah, they did that. So, yeah, there's plenty of things we could see in the, sh- in the Superstar shake-up next week. Uh, we could... S- loads of twisting and turning, loads of moving about. We don't really know what's going to happen, but that's the joy of wrestling. We never know what's going to happen. I mean, we, we thought Dave was going to do some stats, but Dave's stats have been absolutely terrible. Worse than his hairline. <laughs> <laughs> Starting... <laughs> Start with the hair joke, end with the hair joke. At least you're consistent. <laughs> That's what I'm told. That's what I'm told. That joke's wearing thin, much like his hair. Oh, <laughs> stop. Stop. Right. So, yeah, that has been... You're walking on thin ice, mate. That's <laughs> so <is> my hair. <laughs> I'm, I'm going, I'm going. That's, screw this, I'm out of here. Oh. He has actually took his, his headset off. His proper rage quiet. <laughs> so yeah, that has been Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet WrestleMania Weekend Review. Uh, for those of you who heard the message to start the show, Dave will not be doing the Cody Kenny review. Because... He doesn't know who I've got on holiday, is. that's why. <laughs> yes, so next week at Suplex Retweet, we are going to do a wee delve into history and try and do again the show that never made it to podcast. Yes, we had technical issues one time, and it paid because we did talk about the demise of WCW, and the computer broke. (laughs) (laughs) So we will be doing it once again. We will be talking about the demise of WCW, so that's next week. Two weeks time, we'll be moving away from WWE and related, and do our ICW Baromania preview. Mm. So that should be a good one. And in May, we don't 100% know exactly what we're doing. Card subject to change Card is subject to change So yeah that's to come next week If you've enjoyed what you've listened to If you listen to us for the first time uh, Follow us on Twitter and Facebook At Suplex Retweet Subscribe to us also on iTunes Anchor or any other podcasting site To hear this Any future episodes And all past episodes Where you can hear another Dave Jinder rant Ross winning a quiz And me saying John Cena was Alan Jones <laughs> <laughs> I can slag myself there you go at yeah. least you're willing to admit it yeah but from us here I've been Stephen Wilson I have been joined this week by the big dog Alan McLucas Sarah Grieve Dave and Ross McLeod thanks guys for joining us this week thank Hi, you Dave, Dave Other, thanks and thanks to the technical masterclass that is Kwaku Aji he's, he's like the AJ Styles of, of podcast producing what the John, John Cena the John Cena it's John Cena yes we, we will see you next week catch you later <laughs>